And now, introducing one man, one way. He collected coats before the basketball game. The mob wanted in. I don't care who he is, I want him and his coats dead. Nothing could stop him on his quest for a coat drive. He is Glenn Clark. Not bad, pal. Not bad. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. And he's Paul. Oh, we had a great night last night at Towson. Um, you know, I really appreciate everybody. We filled up another uh, huge box worth of uh, coats and clothes. Thank you to all of you. Um, for uh, for getting out there really means the world to us, and we're not done yet. It's very important. We still have just a few days left. We will be down at Helping Up Mission on Monday to take the entire collection to those who need it. So um, I- I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to come through for us. Now, there's a few ways that you can go about doing that. One of the ways you can do that is by showing up tomorrow night at Glory Days Grill. That's where we're going to be, Glory Days Grill, Towson, tomorrow night. Uh, We'll be there from 6.30 to 8.30. I'm going to try to sneak in a couple minutes early because my man Tony Iafola told me he's got to get there. He's got like a 1,000 pairs of socks. Tony, love you. Thank you um, that he's bringing by. And apparently tomorrow night is bowling night, so he's got to get over to the bowling league. And that's a bummer because I told him he's going to miss our uh, special guest who's scheduled to join us at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. And if you're a Baltimore sports fan, I think uh, you'll be you'll be really happy to meet this person. And I, I can't say anything more than that. Uh, a notable Baltimore sports-related guest. Notable. I mean, this is someone. Th- this you know, it's an athlete. It's not like I'm saying that, and it's going to be Mark Viviano. No offense to Mark Viviano, who I love, but it's an athlete, a notable Baltimore uh, athlete joining us tomorrow night at Glory Days Grill in Towson. And so I would encourage you that uh, you should get over and hang out with us there tomorrow night. Plus, you're at Glory Days Grill, and so you can get the short rib grilled cheese or any of the items that are on their seasonal menu with all that comfort food that, uh, I mean, man, I I might want to try it all. The house-made meatloaf, the center-cut sirloin the grilled with, with grilled shrimp. The char-grilled pork tenderloin, the grilled meatloaf sandwich, the smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, the Brussels and bacon appetizer, and so much more tomorrow night at Glory Days Grill. So that would be my, my, big, my big push would be come out tomorrow night to Glory Days, bring me your coats, bring me your clothes, your hats, your gloves, whatever you got, men, women, children, kids, the whole babies, we need it all for the folks at Helping Up Mission. So please get out tomorrow night. That's the big push. We still have a couple spots left. Um, John Proctor tells me he's getting in. So the the truth is I was going to cap it at a certain number. I was going to cap it at 20. I don't have to cap it at 20 for our bull pick'em contest. You can still get in. I'll call you out by name. I don't know. I don't know if I have to because as long as we get to 20, I don't feel bad because it raises another 100 bucks. We're doing a bull pick'em contest. 80% the winner, 20% goes to helping up mission. So it's $25 to get in. 20 bucks will go to whoever ends up winning. Could be yourself. $5 goes to the helping up mission. And what it is that we're doing to help them out. So I still have a couple spots left for that. Uh, at Glenn Clark on Venmo, Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal, or um, a dollar sign Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App. 
If you get in 25 bucks, send me a note on Twitter uh, at Glenn Clark Radio or email me, glennclarkradio at gmail.com. Just say, hey, I was the person who sent this in, and I'll get you a link. We don't have to cap it. We can keep it going, raise some more money. It'll be more money for who ultimately wins the bowl pick em. It's very simple. You're just picking outright winners. You don't need to know anything about college football. It can be very much like doing a, a college basketball, a, a, an NCAA tournament uh, picks contest or a, a bracket pool. So that's it. It's very simple. I made my picks last night, and frankly, I don't know anything about the overwhelming majority of these teams. And I do this for a living. So you have just as good of a chance as I do of winning our bull pick'em contest, and some of that money is going to helping up mission. So that's a good thing. Then there are still the drop-off boxes all over town. Right here at Meadow Mill, 3600 Clipper Mill Road, in Hamden, downstairs, the entrance nearest the light rail stop at Woodbury. There is um, a box. I just walked by the box today. There is. Uh, it's almost. It's almost full. I'm going to pull some of them up here to the office later on today. But you can drop off uh, coats and clothes in that drop box. You can drop them off at Mother's North in Timonium. You can drop them off at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, Jerry's Toyota, Jerry's Chevrolet. You can stop by Glory Days Grill in Towson. Even if it's not tomorrow night when we're going to be there, drop them off there. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin or um, even uh, in, in Abingdon in Bel Air at Uptown Cheapskate. Those are all of the many drop-off locations all over town where you can take your coats and clothes. And, and we thank you in advance for you doing that and as i've said a million times if you want to take a picture of you making your uh, donation then tweet it to me at glenn clark radio or send it to me same email glenn clark radio at gmail.com and you'll be registered to win an autographed uh, 16 by 20 jk dobbins canvas courtesy of grade eights memorabilia and look even beyond that if none of those scenarios work for you for example my buddy brian powell who's been very involved with everything we've done for years. Brian Powell said, man, I, you know, you're not going to that side of town. Here's the, I'm going to be down at the casino tonight. I've been talking about that a lot. Going to be betting Belmont Chattanooga. I am eagerly anticipating today's post at PressBoxOnline.com from Jeremy Kahn to find out how I'm betting Belmont Chattanooga. I will be placing my first in-person bet in the state of Maryland tonight. As sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. If you live on that side of town, down by Hanover, and you've got some coats or some clothes, I can meet you at the casino. I could maybe even meet you somewhere else tonight for you to get them to me. Hit me up again, glennclarkradio at gmail.com, at glennclarkradio on Twitter, and we will coordinate it. I will happily do that for someone who has something to donate. Happily, I will do that. And then, if none of those things work, like I was saying about Brian Powell, Brian said, none of those things work for me. What else can I do? I said, well, I don't know. Where are you going to be? When are you going to be somewhere? Show me your schedule. And he was like, well, Sunday I can meet you at the studio. Are you coming in to do Project Game Day? <laughs> I am. I'm so glad you mentioned that because we do Project Game Day every game day this season. I'll be with you at halftime. It'll be myself and KZ post game. We'll be talking about the Baltimore Green Bay matchup. It's all brought to you by Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Underdog Fantasy Football, Project Game Day every game day this season. Both shows, Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports, post game show, PressboxOnline.com slash radio. Thank you so much for asking, Paul. I appreciate you doing that. You really led me right into that. You're not. We're knocking it out of the park today. Knocking everything out. We've already done three reads. It's yeah, not even ten or eight. Live read machine. Oh well, it's it's just all working out. Everything's coming up, Clark today. 
<laughs> Brian Powell said, well, what if I met you at the studio? I said, I'd love for you to meet me at the studio. And it's even better because I said, if anybody meets me at the studio, I'll give them a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. So he's meeting me at the studio at 3.30 right here in Hamden on Sunday in order to bring me. And Brian's been collecting from friends and family members and um, his place of business has made a nice uh, donation as well. So that's big time stuff from Brian Powell. Thank you for doing that. And if you'd like to do the same, I'll meet you somewhere. I will figure out a way in the next few days to come meet you. I'm, I'm going back out to uh, Stan the Fan's house in, uh, in Baltimore County. And I'm because his wife, Jane, has been doing an unreal job of collecting coats and clothes for me. So I'm going to go back out there. Gary Stein told me he's by the way, I think Gary Stein's going to come in and hang out with us late in the show on Friday, uh, which I love because I love me some Gary Stein. Um, But he said, I'll come by the studio and I'll bring you some coats and clothes. I said, awesome. Love everything about that, man. I will work with you uh, as much as I can in order to make this possible. I'm going down to D.C. to see the lights on Sunday. If you live down by D.C., I'll try to coordinate with you to meet you. We're going to go look at the lights at the baseball stadium on Sunday with my kids. So I'll try to coordinate around that and, and get your clothes from you there. So anything you can do to help us helping up, man, it all means the world. And uh, I know some of you are like, hey, get to the, get to the yakking about the sports. Mm, this is more important. Let's be honest about that. This is way more important at the moment. So please, we are down to the final days. And if you can just share, go to at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. I got a pinned tweet there. Just share it. That'll help somebody else that maybe doesn't know about it. Please help us in our final push to get coats and clothes for helping out mission. All right. Now, with that all out of the way, a few things. One, uh, nice win for Towson last night, by the way. Um, I've been saying Towson's playing really well, and they got a nice win. It ended up looking like a little bit closer at the end because Greensboro made a run to make it a 10-point game, but it wasn't even a 10-point game. I mean, Towson was dominant throughout that beating the reigning champions of the Southern Conference. Towson looks good, so that was neat to see, and it was uh, neat to be out. Thanks to them for hosting us. Thanks to Spiro for having me on the halftime show, and uh, we're going to get Spiro back in studio at some point soon. Probably not to do another two full hours about why Kokomo isn't the terrible song that everybody thinks it is, but I'm willing to go. If, if, we, if you guys have it in you, I'll do two more hours about that topic because I feel so strongly about it. Um, so, yeah, we'll have Spiro come by at some point soon, and, and that was a nice win for Towson. Yes, I saw the Coppin State thing. It's, it's not – it's so sad. I mean, I'm so bummed out because I love Juan and I love – but if you didn't see it, Coppin State forgot to bring their jerseys to their game last night. They played at Drexel in Philadelphia. And because of it, they had to wear Drexel practice jerseys. Mm. So the game last night. Who is that on? It's on, you know, this is the problem. I don't know, and it's not, I don't want to embarrass them anymore, so I don't want right. to do any, you know. I, I, a school like Coppin is probably traveling with a smaller uh, group than the typical D1 program is. So you normally say it's on the equipment manager, right? Like, my, I, have a, I have a friend who is an equipment manager for a major D1 program, and, and at that particular school, he would be responsible. So... I am. I, I would assume there's an equipment manager at Coppin, but it's just also possible, given their limitations, that they don't travel their equipment manager in order to keep costs down or something like that. And if that's the case, then it's, you know, it's some. I don't know. I don't know who it's on. But it's a. I hate. I hate the fact that the internet was mocking Coppin State. Like, I get it. I get it. It's. It's objectively hilarious. I really understand that. It's just a bummer because I love Coppin. I love Juan. I want good things for that program. I want good things for him. And it's just, 
It's it's very frustrating that the entire internet is in an uproar about what happened between with, with them having to literally. You turned on the basketball game. If you were watching on Flow Hoops last night, you were watching Drexel play Drexel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just not good. By the way, they were quite competitive in the game, but who cares? Yeah, they had a lead late, didn't they? They did, they did, but they ultimately fell short, seventy six sixty nine in that game. Coppin State Bald Eagles. Not the bald eagles, pal. Just the eagles. It says bald eagles if you look it I up. Have no, where does it say bald eagles? Where? If you look up Coppin State wh- wh- University. Where? You just say that. Like, it doesn't mean anything. Where does it say that? Uh, <laughs> Who right. says they're the bald? Nobody has ever, no one ever in the history of Coppin State has referred to themselves as the bald eagles. I appreciate your attempt to get better. That's some. That's something that has no association with Coppin State. It in says any way. Coppin State University it's, mascot. The that Coppin Bald Eagle. Just because you put it into Google and you find it's like my wife trying to prove when she sees an, a meme on Facebook and she's like, "Well, it says it right there." And I'm like, "Baby, you've <laughs> got to be smarter than this." Wait, wait, wait. Are you, I'm not are you calling, calling you baby, baby, but maybe you know. That's very sweet. You're of a very you. handsome man. Maybe things will change <laughs> at some point. I don't know. I don't want to make Mrs. Valley jealous. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I can understand why she would say, "What's going on over there?" I called her. Two work. of you in there every day by yourselves. What's exactly is uh, happening? Mrs. There? Valley is angry with Mr. Valley today because I called oh. her. I called her at work for literally no reason. Oh no! Uh, while she was eating breakfast, and that was a mistake, apparently. Well, wait, I mean, what do you mean by for no reason? Was it a butt dial or was it? No, I called her because she did something funny this morning that she didn't realize when she left, and I told her about. It, and she's like, oh. "I thought you were calling for an emergency. I'm eating." breakfast and well, I was like, you know what right, I, I might ya. I might be on her side about that one pal. <laughs> I might be on uh, Mrs. Valley's side when it comes to that like that couldn't have been a text that yeah. couldn't have been a that couldn't have been a car, we'll talk about, about it later it. yeah yeah I, I'm just being honest I, I oh I'm on her side too I it think, was very stupid but. I think I might side with her I think I might side with her uh, so yeah, that was a bummer seeing that with Coppin last night but there's you know there's there's not a lot you can do about it I'm, I'm <laughs> It just it just sucked for me. Like I'm just watching everybody dunk on him all over the internet. I'm like, <sighs> and you can't defend it in any way. It's not like you can say, ah, uh, it just sucks because I like them and I like Juan and it's it's the whole thing. Um, I I I want to get into Would You Rather Wednesday at least throughout the scenarios, and I but I also want to spend a minute on something. Um, well I it, boy, I'm 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 unloading. I'm just unloading here at the top of the show. There's no rhyme or reason to what we're doing here at the top of the show. Um. I want to talk for a second, if I could. I wrote a column the other day at PressBoxOnline.com about Maryland basketball. And I am, I'm not, I don't want to backtrack on it in any way, but I just want to let you guys know about some more information that was given to me over the last couple of days. And it doesn't change any of my opinions, but it, I do, in fact, I, I I covered this within the column just without presenting this particular knowledge. So um, in the column that I wrote, I was sort of defending Maryland basketball fans because a lot of national media types have, have sort of come after Maryland basketball fans and suggested it's the fans' fault that Mark Turgeon left and... Um, you know, some have gone further than that and have suggested, you know, who's going to take the, who, what kind of coach would want this job and all these sorts of things. And the column that I wrote said, look, that largely exists everywhere. There are always people, like I, I work in D3 sports and there are people that care about D3 sports that think things and say things about the coaches. 
message boards exist everywhere, and there will always be idiots that exist on message boards or on Twitter. Um, There are people... There is a guy who is a Maryland fan. I know nothing about the guy. But every time we do anything related to Maryland, he finds the audio and then comes after me for any reason whatsoever. And I don't know. And I muted him a long time ago, but I make the mistake. You know that he'll start... Uh, this happened last week. Mike DeCourcy. Mm. Mike, De- Mike DeCourcy came on, and there was an exchange after we posted the audio, and Mike DeCourcy got involved. I'm like, why is Mike DeCourcy tweeting me? Like, what what is he mad? At? You know, is he mad about something we tweeted? Like, because we always, you know, I was worried that like we re- yeah, Paul is trying to quote tweet everybody during uh, conversations, and you might just miss something, and you end up saying you know tweeting something that isn't actually what the the guest said. And the guest sees the tweet and is like, whoa, I didn't say that. And then it causes pride. That, that, like, that's happened. That goes back. We're, we do our best. And then when that happens, we try to fix it. And that's, that's all we can do, right? We're doing our best in quick moments. So I see Mike DeCourcy tweeting me. And then I realize it's because I've muted this, this troll. He's responding to tweets that that guy sent. And they were going back and forth. And all that guy's doing is just trashing me for whatever reason. Doesn't mm-hmm. like the questions that I ask. Uh, some sort of wording that I used. I Believe it or not, I'm not the most eloquent speaker on the face of the planet. Sometimes I trip over my words. Sometimes I have verbal crutches. I, it, I know. I do this for a living. I'd love to be flawless and perfect. Pay me a little bit more money. Allow me to spend some more time working on those things. Maybe I would be. It happens. It's the nature of the beast. But this particular troll is, is never-ending. Again, I muted him some time ago. So I, I, I hate the fact that I found out last week that I, I, I was trying to figure out what was going on and that's how I discovered it was this person because for the most part, my life is far more pleasant and that's what I typically do. If you're just a troll, I'll just mute you. That's the end of it. I don't need to block you. I don't, this, this weird satisfaction that people get from being blocked. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to mute you. That's it. That's all I'll do. I, you won't show up in my life. That's it. I'm, my life is good at that point. If you're just a troll. And so those people exist everywhere. They exist. If, if somebody, if people care enough to troll our stupid internet radio show, imagine to the degree that there are trolls related to the University of Maryland's basketball team. It's exponentially more. But they exist. Trolls exist. It sucks. But they exist. And so my defense isn't that I, I like trolls or that it's okay to troll. My defense was more along the lines of, this isn't unique. Mean people exist everywhere on the planet. Mike Shashevsky is held up as like the bastion of all things basketball. I've gone to games at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I've sat courtside. They say awful things there. There are bad people that care about Duke basketball. The same way there are bad people that are interested in Kentucky and Kansas and, and Michigan and Towson and Cleveland State and Schenectady East. I'm, you know, insert name here. They exist everywhere. And portraying Maryland as being somehow somewhere worse than anywhere else is unfair. There's just nothing that backs that up. There's nothing that suggests that Maryland fans treat people worse than anywhere else. Ask Juan Dixon how his treatment was from opposing fan bases when when he played uh, college basketball. 
and I, I know that there will be argument. Like Mark Few's like, well, I get, I understand booing when you're on the road, but you should never, ever, ever boo at home. Dude, I don't boo. It's not my thing. That's not true. I once, I, I'm trying to think of the last time I booed something that happened at a homestead. I mean, it's been a long time, obviously, because I've been doing this for a living. I, I, I didn't boo Kevin Millar. I turned my back. I did. That's a, like, it's low rent thinking back on it, but I genuinely, when Kevin, at the year after Kevin Millar, no, not Kevin Millar, um, I didn't like Kevin Millar because of the thing where he cheered for Boston, but it was, um, Aubrey, Aubrey Huff. Huff. Aubrey Huff. I 100% remember, uh, sitting in the front row, Aubrey Huff hitting a three-run home run, and I legitimately turned my back and wouldn't watch him round the bases mm. because Aubrey Huff was garbage, and I hated the fact that he played for my team. And he talked trash about Baltimore while he was still F on the team. him. And, I mean, obviously, is it's been proven. Aubrey Huff, somehow he was a bad guy that's gotten worse, which is remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I feel – oddly, I feel good about the fact that I turned my back on Aubrey Huff. But, like, it, if I'm being honest, it, it was – it was lame. Like, I mean, like, really, I cared that much about this stupid thing that he said. But I did. It, it, it bugged the S out of me that a guy like that would be on my team. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the money that I paid for tickets went to that guy. I hated that. So that's the last time I ever remember doing something. And even then, I don't think I booed. I'm pretty sure it was just turning my back. But I don't, I don't care. Do I love it? No, I don't love it. I don't love it when – and sometimes I think it's outright embarrassing. When Ravens fans booed – taking a knee in solidarity before the national anthem a couple years ago to show support for um, fighting racism, it was one of the top three most embarrassing things I've ever seen mm -hmm. at a football game. It was – we – every one of those people should have been required to never be allowed to attend a football game again because it was one of the most embarrassing scenes I've ever seen right. in football history. Um, I, I don't, it's not for me. Booing's not my thing per, personally at, when, at my team's games, but I also get it. You paid for your ticket. These tickets ain't free. It's, they cost a lot of money. It's wildly inconvenient, overwhelmingly to go to every sporting event. You gouge people for money for water. This notion that everyone is going to always be happy at all times when they are paying you absurd amounts of money to go to the games and then you want eight bucks from them for a water. And they should always just be happy, even if the team loses. That's hogwash. You want to create a utopian society where the tickets are all free or the tickets are all dirt cheap and you actually you know, ask people to pay reasonable amounts of money for concessions and not have to pay $50 in order to park somewhere, if not more, or cram people into a place that... You know how difficult it is to get to a Maryland basketball game? You know how insane you have to plan your life around trying to get to a weeknight Maryland basketball game from anywhere. It ain't just because we're coming down from Baltimore. It's the same way for people in D.C. You find out there's a Maryland basketball game and it's tipping off at 7 or I did one at 6.30 recently. A 6.30 weeknight Maryland basketball game. I had to plan my entire day around being there. Because there's no world in which you can just say, well, you know, it, it, it's only really an hour to get there, but if I... If I Add in traffic, I'll make it an hour and a half, I'll make it two. You, you need to plan three hours 
I can drive to the beach. <laughs> this is not a pleasant experience. So no, do I love it? I don't love it. But trying to chastise people because they booed when their team looked like crap and it looked like crap for four straight games, which, by the way, wasn't even the entire crowd, you're not going to get me to do. So I wrote a column all about that. Within that column, I referenced the fact that there are certain things that I still believe should be off-limits. And some of those things include, and I, and I use some references, Lacey DaCosta is on Twitter. And if you tweet Lacey DaCosta that her husband should fire Greg Roman, you should have your Twitter deactivated. That's fair. You should be given a timeout from society for a little while. You need help. You want to go on your own Twitter and say fire Greg Roman, by all means. And there's no law. I'm not saying there should be a law against tweeting Lacey DaCosta about it. I'm telling you, you have problems as a person. If you tweet Marlon Humphrey's sister pissed off because he didn't make a play, you need to be removed from the general population for a little while. Find an establishment, find a facility, and you think I'm doing shtick here, but I'm actually being quite serious. You have a problem. You don't understand how the world works. You need help. A lot of us do, for what it's worth. I'm not calling you out individually. There's a lot of people that need to talk to somebody. It's okay to seek help. As my man Tyus Bowser was saying at the end of the Tyus Bowser show last week, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say, I need help. You need help. Now, that's at the... The, the low end of the spectrum because what we know is that things get tweeted to people like that that are far worse. Fire Greg Roman is one of the more polite things probably that ends up getting tweeted towards Lacey DaCosta who of course has nothing to do with any of these things. I was presented evidence by a number of people close to Mark Turgeon over the last two days that read my column I, I'll tell you, three different people who all admittedly have, re have relationships with Mark Turgeon and his family reached out to me independently, to my knowledge, right? I have no reason to think this was a coordinated effort or Mark Turgeon was behind it. And, and knowing who these people are in some cases, I truly believe they would have never said to Mark Turgeon, I want to call this guy. Like, that, I don't think he has anything to do with it. But three different people who have relationships with Mark Turgeon independently reached out to me over the last 48 hours and said, we understand, and nobody was mad at me. Nobody thought I was particularly unfair. They, in fact, if anything, I was very fair to Mark Turgeon because I, I also think those of you that are obsessing over the idea that he quit, you guys aren't dealing in reality either. Like, it, when, when they use the word mutual agreement, I know we all want to believe that's not, that's not a thing. But every ounce of reporting that I've done and that most people have done, in, I, my multiple sources have told me, Everything about this is defined as mutual. And you can be okay with it. Like you can say, and part of the reason why people are using the term quit is because it, they want to vilify Mark Turgeon. They just want it to be that Mark Turgeon quit because they don't like him. And they're not bothered by the fact that Maryland didn't support Mark Turgeon because they didn't want Maryland to support Mark Turgeon. But it is part of, all of this is part of the equation of how this all played out. 
And these multiple different sources related to Mark Turgeon sent me information about some of the things that Mark Turgeon and his family dealt with, including truly obscene messages that were left on the windshields of their cars. Direct messages to members of the Turgeon family and and things that were said in public to members of the Turgeon family where other people heard them. And it's not... And, and I'm going to do two things here. One, I'm still not going to pretend... Like, this is Maryland-specific. Or that, and, and by the way, even the people that said this, said, Look, we're not trying to tell you that we think this represents the entire Maryland fan base. We just want to give you more of the story. Because there was one part where I sort of suggested, like, hey, I don't know of any stories, and I asked a couple people of, like, Mark Turgeon's family being stalked. And I still didn't get anything where I am to understand they were being stalked. Mm-hmm. But putting messages in somebody's windshield is damn close. It's damn close to stalking. It's the type of thing that, honestly, if you did that, I, I don't know what the law says, but it should say you should be in jail. You leave obscene messages. No, I mean, one, what is that? Two, you getting access to someone else's car to leave them an obscene message. There should be a law about that, honestly. I, I, and I don't know. I don't know enough about the law to know if there is, but if there isn't, there should be. And it's important. And this was part of the column that I said. And I'm going to just, and I said this to the people that I talked to. I'm like, look, man, if you read the column, you know, I, I said very clearly, we in general, as sports fans, need to do a better job of calling this S out. One thing that's bothered me overwhelmingly over the years is when a, a female sports fan is being harassed online and the response back. Like somebody says, hey, knock it out. And then the response they get back to that is, she's not going to sleep with you, bro. Again, you should deactivate your Twitter. If you've ever said that to someone, it offers nothing. Zero. You just might as well say, I'm a clown. We should call out our own more often. There are plenty of fair things to say. There are plenty of things that you can say that are within. If your opinion, I, I think you're nuts for wanting to fire Greg Roman because you know he couldn't get a, a half a roster a couple more yards on Sunday to beat the Browns. I think you're nuts. But if all you're saying is fire Greg Roman, I don't need to come after you. That's an opinion. You can have it. I disagree vehemently, and I'm going to make fun of you on the, on the internet. <laughs> but you can have that opinion. But we know when things cross the line. And we, as fans, should be more willing to call that out. And we do need to do a better job. Because it does go far beyond anything that's reasonable or fair or acceptable or understanding. And by the way, I'll tell you, like when I see some of the things that are tweeted to Lacey DaCosta, I am pleased with what typically is the response. It's typically one person doing that and 10 people that respond saying, what is wrong with you? So, I mean, I, I like that that's the case. And we should continue to do that. Because no matter what your opinion is with someone, nobody's family should have to deal with that. 
I'm not, again, I'm still not going to sit here and say that this is to me a reflection of the Maryland fan base or that this is the reason that, that the revisionist history that's making it so that Mark Turgeon had to leave because the fans were so abusive to him is that's not true either. Now, I don't factually, I, I mean, I'm telling you that part of the decision was he had just reached a breaking point and his family was happy to have him not be the coach at Maryland anymore. I mean, that, that's part of what went into it. But to try to make that the, alt, the, the story is untrue. It's, I, I, I have no problem with Mark Turgeon saying, it ain't worth it for me. I don't want my family to have to go through this any longer. That's, you know, I respect that in a certain way. But to try to portray it in a black and white term, which some members of the media are, as Mark Turgeon had to quit because the fan base abused him, is not true. It might have been a fact, not abuse. Mark Turgeon being unpopular with the fan base probably played a role in the ultimate final decision. But you're ignoring 90% of what got you there. In, in trying to portray that as the entirety of the story. And I still would say there is nothing about this that suggests, in talking to other coaches and talking to other people that have had high-level jobs, there's still nothing that says to me this is particularly unique about the University of Maryland. It sucks. It sucks that it exists, and we should call it out, and we should say it's wrong, and we should call out other people that we know cross the line in things they do or they say when they go to basketball games, football games, whatever it is they're going to. We should do that as fans. But it's all part of the story, and you don't just get to say, hey, this, there's a problem with the Maryland fan base. Well, there's a problem with sports fans. There's a problem with humans. I'm not sure if you paid attention to politics of late. I'm not sure if you pay attention to anything else in the world. Humans have a problem. And sports fans represent humans. It is not unique to any one fan base. It's not unique to any one sport. It's not unique to sports. People are garbage. We're awful. The worst. Yeah. Our society would be far better if it were just dogs. It would be so much better. There's nothing but dogs. Apparently, they, they can't build bridges. I mean, I don't know. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Randomly, I looked up last night. You know, there have been 107 billion people in the history of the world. I did not know that. How about that? I looked I that up last that. night. Very interesting. So that's what I had to share with you, and I thought it was relevant. After you know, these people reached out to me, I was willing to share it. And I'm, you know, I'm not telling you to feel sympathy for Mark Turgeon. Mark Turgeon's making, you know, he got paid a lot of money. You know, I'm not. I'm also not saying that a lot of money is the trade-off for having to walk out and having to have your 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 son and your daughter be told terrible things. I mean, truly awful things. I can't simplify any of this to say yes, no, any of that. But it's all part of the story, and it's all relevant, and it's okay that we we discuss all of it. That's part of the story. Okay, so there's that. I don't mean to try to be heavy and then just you know go from there, but it's it's what it is. Today's show is also brought to you by Window Nation. It's December. It's cold out. That means energy bills are higher. Ooh, I like this. John Colson's got a gift for us. Uh, that means energy bills are higher. But Window Nation is here to help. Window Nation is offering you, for December only, 
This is your only month to take advantage of these offers. They've got for you 50% off all styles of windows, and you can get a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION or windownation.com. What you got for us, John Colson? Let's see what you have in your hot little hand there. Out with the old, in with the new, right? Let's do that. Here, you can take those. And what you got here, well, I don't know if we should have done that. Somebody might still want that. Here we have in our little hands the new print issue of Pressbox, which is our annual. Ooh, look at how that feels. It just feels nice. <laughs> look at how that yeah, feels. Yeah, all right, stop. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you. What do we, I don't even know. This feels different than your typical cover of Pressbox. Was it printed in a different way? Because you're holding the goat. What? Hang on. Wait, actually, say, answer the question, John Colson. What? It's thicker. It's, but no, it, the, the actual feel. Yeah. It's, it's not the whole. I'm not talking about like yeah. this. I'm just talking the cover itself. Feels yeah. like it's printed it's, with a different it's material. Slightly heavier. Uh, well, that's not what I'm saying. You're but not. Uh, no, no. The material itself. Paper, okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was trying. That's what I was going I mean, for. It's thank slightly you. heavier. Well, I don't know if you were saying the issue was thicker. It is that as well. Well, it so might it's be that as well. Heavier and thicker. Look at that. New uh, new print issue is available today at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, or you can read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. And Royal as we Farms, Royal Farms. Yes, we love yeah. Royal Farms. As we told you yesterday, our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year is Justin Tucker. And um, we Sanzi uh, unveiled that yesterday, and we uh, spent some time with Stan talking about how we came to that decision. I don't know if you've heard, he's good. He's yeah, Justin Tucker. I, I, he's I, I he's have. he's okay at what he does for a living. Yeah. So you can go pick up that issue today for free. And uh, inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021 in our annual best of issue, which is available today. Well worded. Uh, I I stole it right off the cover. That's how I, I did that. that. Stole it right off the cover. I got to take a break because take we got uh, we got a uh, Peter Moore from Virginia Tech about to join us. Um, we're going down to make a bet today. We are. I'm going to wait. Jeremy Kahn's going to tell me today how I'm betting this Belmont Chattanooga Sports game. social. But do you understand, like, this is what I'm doing down there tonight. Yeah. The game's going to be on my phone. Whatever we're, whatever else we're doing. And I know there's an event of some you sort. You really care about the first half? I, I'm, we're betting on the game, John. I'm betting on the end of the game. Not the what do you mean you're betting? On, no, no. We're, I'm living and dying over this. I'm okay. going to be I'm okay. into it tonight. I'm into Belmont well, Chattanooga. You know I'm in with Chattanooga. Well, I don't. I'm waiting now for Jeremy Kahn to tell me how it is. He promised that he would include that game in his picks today at PressBoxOnline.com, <laughs> so I would know how to bet. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're going down there to a live casino hotel tonight to do that. All right, I got to get a break. We'll come back in. A lot to do today. Kenny Amatololo from Navy's joining us later. Drew Forrester is going to check in, and Calvert Hall alum Peter Moore, who is the punter for Virginia Tech, who's a legitimate NFL prospect. Legitimate NFL prospect. Um, they're playing Maryland in the Pinstripe Bowl. He's going to join us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification. CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. 
and it's all tuition free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you? Don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now, and it's our very special annual Best of Issue on the cover. We celebrate Justin Tucker as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, honoring his historic on-field achievements, but also the unprecedented relationship he shared with Baltimore. Inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2021, including Cedric Mullins' incredible season and the dominance of local Paralympic athletes. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You've got questions. They've got answers. Sure, I mean, we'll go with that. It's Glenn and Paul on Glenn Clark Radio. Final Tyus Bowser show of the season coming up this Tuesday night. We will be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly with Tyus Bowser and his special guest. Final show of the season. It's been brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, as well as Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy'sGarageMD.com. We will see you Tuesday night for the Tyus Bowser Show at Skipjacks in Overly. Uh, the Pinstripe Bowl coming up in New York at Yankee Stadium. It's uh, the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's Day, so if you're looking to maybe take a day, go up, make an excursion to New York, uh, you can see Maryland take on Virginia Tech in the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, our next guest is the punter at Virginia Tech, but it's interesting. He's from Davidsonville, and he's a Calvert Hall Cardinal. I'm, I don't know if he was so thrilled with how things went on Thanksgiving Day uh, against Loyola. And he's a legitimate NFL prospect. I mean, this kid is a rock star. Joining us now, he is a Virginia Tech punter Peter Moore. He's with us on GCR. Peter, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's great to chat with you, dude. Congratulations on all the success that you have had so far. Peter, I, I'd love to like go back a ways because this is fascinating to me. H- how does a young man, like at what point in your life, what's the scenario where you say to yourself, you know what could be my path forward? Kicking a football on fourth down. <laughs> um, that could be what I end up How does it happen for someone that, that punting ends up being your thing and a skill set that you realize you have? So basically, I started with soccer. I've been a soccer player my whole life. Um, my dad coached soccer at Coward Hall, so soccer's been in the family. Um, and then I decided seventh grade, 
start playing rec football, kick a little bit. Okay. Uh, one of my friend's dads told me that um, they needed a kicker really bad, so I was like, okay, I'll try it and <laughs> see what happens, and then it kind of just went from there, and I ended up being good at it, and I just started <laughs> training harder, and it worked out. Okay, was there a moment you realized that you were good enough at it that, like, you could do something with it? Was there a day that you were like, holy crap, did I just kick that ball 50 yards? Like, do you remember a day like that? So, I would probably say I had one of the Coles kicking training, or it was a ranking camp. I realized there, like, I was competing with guys all around the country in my class in the grade above me, and I was... I was doing very well, and I was like, I, I can have a shot here to play big-time football if I train hard enough and continue to perform. So I figured I'm going to drop this soccer stuff and just totally focus on football and see where it takes me. It seems like it's working out all right for you. It seems like <laughs> that hasn't been a bad decision on your part to do something <laughs> like that. How did you end up at Calvert Hall? How did that come about? So I've grown up with Calvert Hall around all the time because just my dad teaching and coaching soccer. So, wait, was I, your dad's a t- was he a teacher at Calvert Hall? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it quite. That's a pretty obvious choice then at that point for you. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So, Calvert Hall was like family. So I, I knew a bunch of teachers already, coaches, um, some guys coming in. So I just felt like I. There's no other choice to be made. <laughs> How much crap did you have to give your former teammates that they let the streak end this year on Thanksgiving? Oh, man. That was, that was a bummer. They, those poor guys, I mean, they had a great season. So, um, I mean, they can't hang their heads too much. But a little disappointing on Thanksgiving Day, but we'll be back. Uh, I, b- I, b- I believe that's right. And it was a hell of a game, man. I don't know if you got to watch it. was a great game. What a game that was. For a, it was. For a high school football game, man, you can't ask for a whole lot more drama than that. That was that was a phenomenal football game. Uh, Peter yeah. Moore is with us from Virginia Tech. Uh, uh, Peter, obviously, you know, you're a, you're a freshman All-American, uh, All-ACC punter, and you're a five-star guy, and everybody's talked about you as somebody that can do this for a living. Tell me about the decision to go to Virginia Tech coming out of high school. I ask that, you know, because... There's a lot of Maryland fans that are probably still like, why the hell couldn't we have gotten you in College Park? And this has got to be a little bit interesting for you, this matchup coming up because of that. Yeah, so I just felt like Virginia Tech was the best place to play big-time football and have a great chance to play early. So when I came in, there was a senior punter who I sat behind and uh, redshirted for the first year last year. Um, And then I learned a lot behind him. I could just take over the job this year. And a lot of other places where I was looking, it was maybe sit two years, sit three years, and and then have a shot. And I wanted to be able to play early at the highest level in front of 65,000 fans, in front of a crazy fan base, big TV market, the the whole thing. I know I'm supposed to say, yeah, why couldn't that have been at Maryland? But I get it. I get it. Your choices. Your choices. What is it that everybody, today's signing day, and all I see, like the three most tweeted words today are going to be respect my decision. So I just have to deal with that. Uh, that that's, that's what it is. Is it a little neat for you that it ends up being that you guys get the opportunity to play against Maryland? I'm sure you've got a lot of Maryland fans in, in your life, friends, family members, things along those lines. Like was it was it neat for you when this all you know folded you know, unfolded and you were like oh wow that's who we're gonna end up playing in the ball game? 
For sure. I hopped on the phone with a bunch of my friends who play in Maryland and go to Maryland like immediately when we found out because I was just pumped up about it. I mean, I've grown up watching Maryland football for a while now, and I love Maryland. And It was one of my top schools, but it didn't work out in recruiting, and now I'm just I'm glad we get a chance to play them this this year. It's going to be awesome. No, it's it's really cool, and it's a really neat matchup to have because there are so many people around here that are Virginia Tech fans. So um, for a for a bowl game, you know, I, I think this is about as cool of a matchup as you can get for local fans to have this type of uh, competition between fan bases. Um, I, this is, I guess, the important part. Peter Moore is with us. He's the punter at Virginia Tech. He's a, a rock star. I mean, you're going to be hearing this guy's name for a long time to come, Calvert Hall alum. Peter, the important part for us is that I know part of the, um, you know, the the interest in a game like this is that you get to go play at Yankee Stadium, and that means a lot of things to a lot of people. I, I'm just hoping that maybe you're more like, no, I hate the Yankees, right? Like, can I hope that that's the case for you? That is the case. I'm Thank a big. God. I'm actually a big Red Sox fan. Wait, guys, what? So probably going to be a little upset about that, Peter. But my my dad's from Boston. I've grown up a Red Sox fan, so we will share the the mutual hate for the Yankees. Oh, but God, but I'm I'm a Red Sox fan, so it's a little bit different. Thanks a lot for ruining. You know what? I'm glad you didn't go to Maryland now. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man, that is brutal, dude. I am. <laughs> You uh, you have ruined the day for me. So you're one of those guys that probably showed up at Camden Yards all you know, like when every time we would get pissed off as Orioles fans, we had to look around and see twenty thousand Red Sox fans every time they came to town. You were one of those guys when you were in high school. Yes, I was one of those guys at every game. <laughs> oh, I hate that so. much. The good much. thing is, I, I am a Ravens fan, huge Ravens. Oh, fan, that's cool. So. Oh, okay, so I, and I wanted to go there next because obviously I, Sam Cook is you know in in the punting world. Um, respected at a level, it I, it's a bummer that he has not been named to as many Pro Bowls or All Pros because I think there is a greater argument for Sam Cooke as having, you know, one of the greatest punting careers of all time than maybe people you know give him credit for. Was Sam someone that you looked to, or or he did anything that you tried to replicate as you were becoming a punter yourself? Absolutely. I mean, he he's the best in maybe NFL history at getting the ball away from the returner, forcing fair catches, creating rotations on the ball where the returner almost just runs out of the way yeah. or, or muffs the ball or anything like that. So that's something I, I've been watching, just different, way he, different ways he drops the ball and what kind of rotation you can get from that. And it's just stuff I've played around with a little bit. And it's really interesting because it's, it's a different level of the game that you can bring that returners just can't really – can't really predict if you have these strange rotations on the ball instead of just like a natural spiral. He, he was credited with sort of revolutionizing the concept of punting with this concept of having a golf bag, right? Like that having so many different types of punts that he could hit and different things he could do in different spots. Um, did, did you find yourself replic- replicating that at all? That specific nature of, in this situation, I have this type of punt. In another situation, I go to a different type of punt. Do you have a Sam Cooke-like golf bag that you turn to, Peter? It's something I'm working on. It's um, I have a few different things that I've been working on recently, uh, the last few weeks, that I've been, been adding in that I think can be really, really good to use against return like good returners just any returner 
in general. But but yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, and I think I think in the next few years I could have a pretty complete golf bag. I guess you. It's awesome. That's all. You haven't. You never had the chance to meet. Have you ever had a chance to meet Sam at all? I have not. Maybe no. let's see what we can do about that. Sam's a great guy. I mean, he's really he's a busy man because he's got like a thousand kids. I mean, like the man just has like, another kid every time I turn around. Um, but he's a he's a great dude. I'm gonna see if we can't maybe put in a word to try to make something like that happen for you here in the awesome. future because he's a great dude. I am. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm getting a couple of accusations coming in on Twitter that you you're. Let me get this straight. You're a Red Sox fan and you're a Ravens fan. Uh, and people might be calling you a bit of a front runner, Peter Moore. You might be dealing with a few accusations of that. Uh, do, you, do you feel as though uh, maybe there might be something to be said about that? Well, I mean, I've been hearing it. I've been hearing it forever. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, you're a fake Red Sox fan. Why are you a Ravens fan?" I've been hearing it my whole life, so I'm ready for was it. it. So you say it was your father because he was uh, a Red Sox fan. Was 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 he a Ravens fan too, or? So why, why go with your father for baseball and maybe not like become a Patriots fan as well? So he, when he was growing up, he so he's from around the Boston area up in Massachusetts. Yep. And he he wasn't he was more of a big college football fan, not not the biggest like Patriots fan. So he, he there wasn't a diehard NFL team yeah, for that, him to kind of pass down to me. Okay, it was more of like baseball because he was a huge baseball fan. Okay, and all right. And my grandfather had season tickets for the Ravens ever since they've existed. So I just started going to games, and it was really my grandfather who got me into the Ravens like that. You know, Sam is coming up on, you know, probably nearing these. He's approaching 40, and while, right, you know, he, he still had a hell of a season. Have you ever allowed yourself to maybe dream about that a little bit? Like the possibility that this would time out, that when you're making the jump, it's around the time that he's maybe moving on and retiring have you ever like has has that dream scenario played out in your mind at all the idea that you could become the next punter for the baltimore ravens it definitely has it's something that that's just that would be the biggest dream ever that yeah i mean that would just be amazing but it's it's something you can't really think about too much right yeah you got to go try to win a game focus on what you're doing right if that ever comes to fruition and happens and it happens, and that's awesome. But oh, it would be one of the, stay focused on what you got going on right now. It would be one of the coolest stories in local sports history if it played out that way. But I, I completely understand. You, you can't. You can control the things that you can control. You got to go try to hit nice punts at Yankee Stadium in a couple of weeks. That's what you got to <laughs> worry about right now. He is Peter Moore, a Virginia Tech punter, a freshman All American, All ACC performer, and Calvert Hall alum. Um, uh, uh, Peter, before I let you go, I really appreciate you taking the time for us, man. It, it's been a lot of fun. I know um, th- there's a coaching change going on at Virginia Tech. What's that been like for you guys? I know it's it's awkward always when when people go through and 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 how do you stay focused when you go through something like that and you're you're trying to get to know new people and figure you know your future and all that sort of stuff. What what's that experience like when you go through something like that? It's... Well, it was definitely tough. Just that first week when Coach Fuente. Um, after Coach Fuente was fired, it was a little tough because we had a, a big game against Miami on the road, and it, it was definitely tough for all of us just staying focused and avoiding the distraction of what was going on and the uncertainty of what was to come. But in those situations, you have to just think, what what is the common goal here? What are you, what are we trying to achieve? Why would we let something like that get in the way of what 
the team is trying to achieve. So that was kind of the mindset, and it worked out well. We finished strong with the win against Virginia. So I mean, thought that was a pretty good mindset. That's not yeah, it's not a bad way to go out, man. <laughs> not a not a bad <laughs> note for a season. Peter Moore, man, it's awesome to, to get to know you. Um, you what, social media, where can people be giving you a follow? Um, a Baltimore kid that's doing well, where where can a local fans be following you on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Instagram, Pete Moore 18, and Twitter is more Pete 18. So. More, more Pete on 18. Give him a follow on there. Peter Moore, so happy for your success, bro. I mean, I look, you know, I'm not going to, I'm a Maryland guy, so I'm bummed, but I, I, I we will always root for you, dude. That's always going to be the case. We won't be rooting for you in the pinstripe bowl. Like, when, I, I, I'll be a, I'll be bummed because I know you're a good guy if you say shank a punt like that day. But in my heart of hearts, I'll be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'll be the way that it goes. <laughs> Peter, uh, best of luck, man, with everything you do. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Peter Moore, Calvert Hall alum, Virginia Tech punter, and, and legitimately, I mean, I'm not, I'm, he is a, a prospect. He is a guy that could end up being an NFL punter, le- legitimately. Um, so, so you know, just something that uh, that I would keep file that name away if you're not familiar with it. It's a guy that's gonna be making noises. Dude is legit as legit goes, and he's a Baltimore kid, so it's cool to root for him. Appreciate Peter Moore taking a couple of minutes for us. We are winding down our number one of today's show. It's also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for. Mobile One. Speaking of Calvert Hall, Drew Forrester is going to check in with us in a minute. We're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Um, the scenarios are up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Would You Rather Wednesday? You can play along. It's a couple of you always struggle with these things and forget that it's a game and that you don't you don't need to overthink it. You just pick one scenario or another. We do have another $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill to give away to someone who participates at random and Heck, if you win and you're coming out tomorrow night, I can give it to you in person at Glory Days in Towson for you to use. So play along with us, Would You Rather, Wednesday today. It is a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser show. The next Taz Bowser show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by PressBox. Grade 8's memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. Hey, it's KZ. The Pressbox Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Pressbox Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. That was fun with Peter Moore. Enjoyed that chat with him, even though he's a Red Sox fan. What the hell, man? God. Red Sox fan. But that was fun, and he's really talented. I mean, he's an unbelievably talented football player who's uh, got an opportunity to do some really special things, so appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. All right, we are into hour number two of today's program. Don't forget that Stan the Fan Charles is uh, is doing Zoom so- shows for you every week, and he and Ross Grimsley just had an awesome conversation with Tim Kirkshen on Monday night. And if you missed it, I'd encourage you to go to facebook.com slash pressboxsports and click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com slash video and check it out there. Tim Kirkshen. Before he's recognized in the Hall of Fame, I spent a couple minutes chatting with uh, Stan and Ross on Monday night, and it was a truly excellent conversation. All right, Drew Forrester and I were hanging out at Towson last night. Thank you to all of you guys that uh, brought out coats and clothes. We had a a legitimate boxes worth, like a big old, one of those big old boxes worth that uh, we collected at last night's game. Towson got a great win. And as Drew referenced this morning at DrewsMorningDish.com, this is not shtick. Someone last night legitimately walked up, saw we were collecting coats and jack, and just took their own coat off and put it in the box. That is a straight shoot. That is a thing that occurred last night. And I was a little uncomfortable. I was like, I don't know how comfortable I am taking the coat off your back. But he was like, nope, I want I want to do this. And that was um, that moved me. It's, it moved me, and it clearly moved Drew. He wrote about it this morning. DrewsMorningDish.com is his website. He's Drew Forrester, and he joins us every Wednesday here on GCR. What's going on, sir? How are you? That was pretty cool, actually. I, I mean, it was it was really wild. <laughs> it was re- God just walked up. I, I don't know if it's somebody. Did you know this person? I, I did no, not. I, I, no, but I mean, I think he knew us. But like, I, I as I wrote today, you know, not to get overly biblical, but like that's a hundred percent what Jesus would have done. He would have said, "You could just have my robe." Uh, I mean, I you know, I didn't know the man personally, but yeah. Although, sure. although I, you know, I don't know if he would have done that if he didn't have anything on underneath. Right, the robe. right. But you know what I mean. Yeah, he, correct. I the, get what you're trying was to say. The, the thought was there. I, it was, but that was pretty cool. The dude walked up and just said, "Here you go. You can have mine." He said, "You can have this coat." 
And it was a nice coat, too. It I, was. You know, I, I didn't root through it too hard, but I did see it. Right, right. Yeah. Drew was like, hey, before you take that box down to your car, let me take a look right. at that real quick. What's a, yeah, that's not an XL, is it, by any chance? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was a good night at Towson last night. Uh, thank you to those of you that came out and made your donation. Nice win for them. Nice win very for nice them. win for them. Very nice win for them. Uh, they have been playing really well. They are they're really off to a nice start this season. Yeah. I mean, they, he's got, you know, again, you never know until you get into conference play, but He's got the makings of a pretty good team. He's got some size. They definitely have some kids that can shoot. And, uh, you know, again, I don't know the makeup of the league. I know Hofstra are supposed to be very good. But, um, you know, they're, they're off to a good start. They have a very good couple really good non-conference wins, one at home and one away. So, good so, for them. So you and I are, uh, as you're, this is our 13th year. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's really ridiculous. Uh, it, it's <laughs> funny. Every year, somebody, and, and Spiro asked me when we did halftime last night, he's like, remind me how this all happened. And and Drew loves telling the story because this all happened legitimately out of thin air. Out of thin air one morning, Drew just sort of said, I think we should do something. I, I just have this idea. And I love the idea. I just thought we could do it a little bit better than Drew was planning right. on doing. Right. I mean, I just thought it would have been a neat idea to, like, you and I to get in the back of a truck and get collect a bunch of coats, wrap them up in something, drive around. And, you know, there's people always waiting everywhere right mm-hmm. um and i just thought it might be a, a cool idea to throw the coats out to them that was drew's plan this is i just what, thought you like, know you and i will say it's a little bit like santa claus meets the good the good samaritan i, I don't know if we can say it's documented because <laughs> lord knows that that if the, 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 the old radio station that doesn't exist anymore i have no idea if they kept any of the uh, the audio right of, of but it, it was a thing that we discussed on the air. People heard us talking about it, so much so that when I said, I like it, but I, I think we can do it better. <laughs> I think we can... That's, that was your pretty much your exact quote. Yeah, when I said that... I like the idea. I think we could do it better. And it, it didn't take more than a couple of minutes before a better plan was presented to us. Correct. Right. And so that is, that is how it started, and... Um, that first year, we paraded in there. I never forget it. We got yelled at because we had coats and canned food in the lobby of the of the um, office of the station. Yep. We got we got yelled yep. at for that. What are we yep. doing with all this stuff? Oh, Giving it away. We, we got is yelled at on, just, on more than one is, occasion. <laughs> is it going to just sit here like this? Well, yeah. It doesn't drive itself down there. Right. We'll, we'll yes. have to take it. Yeah. It is going to sit here until we otherwise pick it up and move it. But we walked in that first year with 440 coats, and we were like King Tut. Yep. We walked in with our chest out, and we're like Travolta. Look, we're like look uh, at what we did. at the Happy Day, right, yeah. in Happy Days. Look, look at what we did. And I would say that next Monday, we're going to be in the neighborhood of between 35, you know, 3,000 and 4,000 things that we take with us. I, I think it's very possible that it's even more yeah. than that. Um, right. I, I am. So it's amazing. Uh, and that being said, that doesn't mean that we don't need more. Like, when you hear that, when Drew's saying that, I, I want to make it very clear. We're counting on you to to help us out to get to that number. And so tomorrow night, we're going to go to Glory Days Grill, and we're going to get there at 6.30. I might get there a couple minutes early because our man Tony Iafolo has got bowling night, so he needs to drop him off early. So I might get there a gotcha. couple minutes earlier than 6.30. Um but we'll be there until 8.30. We're going to hang out uh, until the start of the football game. And we are – I. I have been told that a very special guest, a Baltimore sports fit, an athlete, is going to be joining us. And it's someone, Drew knows who it is, 
Drew, you would say people are going to be genuinely excited to see this person tomorrow night. No question. So ankle, ankle boot and all. Yep. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Do not. Do not. That's going to cause problems. You're going to cause. It is not. I'm just going to tell you guys. It's not Lamar Jackson. It is not Lamar Jackson. Uh, oh my God, you just. That's what you're trying to do, dude. I don't understand why you can't just go with this. Because well, we thought going to cause he a was problem. Set to come and yeah, then, he was no, set to come, and then no, I have no, not. Okay. Because the, and you know what. If if our guest tomorrow night was going to be Benny Thompson, I might be willing to play. Oh, that would be uh, it. Would be unChristmas like. Yeah, we've too, got to a we've got that. a really good guest. We've got a really right. good no, one we scheduled to join us. Now again, I always have to say scheduled because I, unfortunately I don't know if you guys have seen what's been going on lately. But um, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Starting to get a little nervous. But we are. Scheduled I mean, to join the Browns. And, half the Browns team can't play this and, weekend. And, and do you still think there's a chance that maybe the person you were working on is that what I was reading right? Um, potentially. Okay, well that yep. would be. The one that Drew was working on was also an an excellent uh, guest yep. Yep. that could come join us tomorrow night. So I'm going to work on that again today. All we can so. say is we'll see, we'll see. But at the, right. at the at the at the you know the low end, you know for sure that Drew and I will be there. And and isn't isn't <laughs> speaking, that speaking of speaking of athletes, yeah, that, that we'll be there. Right. right. Drew, I don't know if you heard. Drew made the U.S. Senior Open this. That's year. That's right. That's for, right. For, and that's that's and my greatest <laughs> athletic endeavor ever. I I'm the the twentieth fastest man in Annapolis. I'm bring not your, sure. Bring your, Bring your golf balls out, and I'll sign them tomorrow night. There you night. go. There you go. Tomorrow night. <laughs> U.S. Senior Open participant. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, U.S. Open, U.S. Senior Open, 36-hole participant. 36. Well, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. There are other guys. Uh, who did that put you in elite company with? Who else missed the cut? Oh, Kenny, US... Perry, Kenny Perry missed the cut. You and um, Kenny Perry are the exact same guy. You... Kenny Perry won the tournament there two, uh, seven years ago when it was there. Yeah. And he and he couldn't even make the cut. So like there you me. go. You you and Kenny Perry. It's the two yep. of you. You got that. Going if I on. ever see him, I'm going to remind him of that. You I'm should, saying, Ken. One... You know, I played in Omaha with you in 2021, and you know what we both did Saturday? Right. Flew home. Exactly. <laughs> right. By the way, Kenny Perry is a huge Ravens fan of all the odds. Oh, right. He's a massive Ravens fan. I I don't right. remember. He came on the right. show once to talk about it. I don't remember what the story was, but Kenny Perry is a huge Ravens fan. All right, so, yeah, that's tomorrow night. Glory Days Grill in Towson, 6.30 to 8.30. Come join us. Bring your coats, your clothes, your gloves, your hats. If for some reason you can't make it out tomorrow night, the drop boxes are still all over town. One's at Glory Days in Towson. There's one at Jerry's Chevrolet, one at Jerry's Toyota, one at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, down uh, right down here in Hamden, and the Meadow Mill Building downstairs. Uh, in Harford County, um, there's one in Abingdon at Uptown Cheapskate there in Bel Air. There's one out in Baldwin. So if you say to yourself, I've never heard of Baldwin, well, it's Falston. Like, that's that's where it is. It's just yeah, a little... I mean, it's North Falston. Right. Exactly right. right. It's right there at Duffy's Garage. Um, and if you have any questions about where any of them are, there's a pinned tweet at Glenn Clark Radio, and all of the uh, addresses are there for you to get to these locations to drop off your coats and clothes if for some reason you can't make it tomorrow night. But we want to see you tomorrow night at Glory Days Grill in Towson. Please. All right. Um, where are you with hand? Like, I, like I really am. Somebody that came in, I think it was before you got there last night, there, and I'm, I'm, I apologize to the listeners that came out and the readers. Somebody came out last night that was dropping off coats and said to me, genuinely, how you feeling right now about the Ravens? And I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm dealing with two two different things. The first being, this really does feel like it's you've reached the point where this is overwhelming, where like this is the breaking point where they have been dealt such an ungodly hand, and there's just really nothing more they can do about it. But I, 
I have to juxtapose that with consider what an ungodly hand they've been dealt, and yet they've still lost these last two games on the road against teams with winning records by a combined three points. And and that, to me, matters, too, in having this conversation. And so I don't know how I feel. Like, yes, I probably lean closer to concern that it's all about to fall apart, but I can't be all the way over there because they were a couple of plays away from winning both of those games and sitting here at 10-3. and three. Right. Well, and I would say this, too. Part of, part of my answer to that is I am, ch- I am changing my... Um, I'm changing my tune a little bit off of the, well, if Lamar gets hurt, we're done. I'm, I'm changing my tune a little bit on that for two reasons. Number one, Huntley's come in and done a decent job. He, he, he certainly has acquitted himself pretty well for a guy who never gets to practice with the first team, doesn't really get to play in any of the games unless he's you know been put into a stress situation where Lamar's out, Lamar's got to go poop, you got to go play, Lamar's hurt, you got to go play, hey, we're losing... 37 to 6 go play like he he's never really been put into that situation where like not that they're doing it this week but hey you're going to play for the next three weeks right so when he's come in under stressful conditions he's done a nice job so i would say my thought on all of this has changed a little because when he has come in he's done decently now i two let me just Two thoughts on that. One, I, I think a lot of that is based on our expectations. I mean, like, we, we think we have such a small expectations for him that decent, you know, we're like, wow. He's still turned over. I don't know over. about that, man. No, I that, think those. Okay, it, well, he turned it, it over two times. Uh, our guy turned it over four times two well, weeks I'm ago. Not, I, I get, and what did we say about that? We said it wasn't right. okay. Those were two critical turnovers right. on Sunday. And some. No, really well, let me tell you something. The game, that whole game, and not to jump off of this for a second, right. the whole game on Sunday. The whole game changed on two plays. It changed on the fumble when he fumbled the ball on the 12-yard line. Right. And it changed when that kid didn't intercept the ball and hit him in the hands twice. Oh, yeah, Brandon Stevens, so, sure, 100%. The whole game, uh, but you, was, can, you, okay. can, you can talk all you want about like all the crazy things that happened. If those two plays go in our favor, the whole game changes. That's probably true. I, that one, look, the one was a direct touchdown the other way, right? So. He doesn't look good throwing the ball, and we have to acknowledge that. I totally disagree with you. No, dude. The, the, I totally disagree with you. The ball does not come out of his, his hand well. Oh, it, I disagree. You and I don't disagree it on wobbles, that. wobbles, and he missed the, 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 the two throws to Marquise Brown that are wide open that he missed. That's why. You about the ball he threw to Bateman that Bateman called. That was a, like, and I said, you man, can do this that, all day. No, that like, throw was I, the I one throw all day. The one throw all day was the throw to Bateman. You're like, maybe this guy could could at least last in this league for some time. Not as a starter, but as a guy that could you know be serviceable as a backup for some time. That was the one throw. Otherwise, okay. he's he's the guy that can run around, and that, that's there's value to that. I want to make that very. I'm not trying to say there's nothing to it, but what he largely is is a guy that can run around, and if a play breaks down, he can do something. But he is a you're talking about Lamar or Huntley. Nah, you're funny. You're a funny guy, Forrester. Well, you're anyway, so let guy. me go back now to your other question because we're going to disagree on Huntley. But let me say this: the other reason why I, I think. I said this to you last night. They're still going to make the playoffs. And the biggest reason why they're still going to make the playoffs is all the other teams are terrible, too. No. None of these teams are any good. If the Bengals were any good, they, they would have won these last two games at home, and, and they'd be cruising. The Bengals aren't any good. And the Browns certainly aren't any good. Hell, they couldn't be us the other day. We had the JV playing. So um, I'm, I'm, I think they're going to make it. I do. And I don't know. It might even be that they make it 9-8 and eight because 
they win the, the last game of the year and the Bengals lose in Cleveland or something. Oh, okay. I, but yeah. I, I think they're going to make it. I'm not trying to be I dismissive. Do, I, I really that. do. I'm not trying to be dismissive of it because, I, I, by the way, I, I think you could be completely right about that. I think my initial thought is, so what, right? Like if they if they get in at nine. No, and no, eight, no. I get it. If they get in at nine and eight, and then they lose the first playoff, right. the first round playoff game to the Chargers, thirty-seven to twenty. Right. But I get it. Like, I mean, what they've done, and you know, everybody's going to be like all these injuries. You know, everybody's oh, we all got injuries too. Yeah, you do. But the Ravens are playing with six good players. Correct. One hundred. You, you have injuries. Right. The Ravens had. Yes. Were, and and here's the thing. And this is just. This is just for kicks and giggles. This is like me saying, you know, if I'd have made, if I'd have made that ten footer on three and that six footer on seven and that six footer on nine and that short one on eighteen, I'd have shot sixty four. Well, yeah, but you didn't. Right. Right. But here's the thing: they would, the Ravens would have, if the Ravens would have had their full team this year, their full oh, team, and, they, and granted, yes. no one has their full team. But if the Ravens would have had their full team, they'd have three losses. Well, but even if it had been, even if it had been a scenario like in two thousand twelve, when they they lost what Webb and McLean, and that was about it in 2012, right. that even if it was just one or two, real, I mean, Webb and McClain were both real players for that team. Let's not pretend like they weren't. They were both, Jamil McClain was a starting inside sure. linebacker. Very important. Ladarius L- right. Webb was, you know, before we, we saw what Jimmy Smith became, he was their top corner. Um, you know, obviously Jimmy Smith by the end of the year was was definitely the team's top corner and, and, and was better than Ladarius Webb. But at the time, you know, it, even if that was all you were doing with just a couple, a reasonable amount of starters being hurt, no, no question. This would be the type of team, Katie Bar the door, that could go do no something doubt. really special. And so, and so they still only have five losses, and you know, well, I, I, and I have no idea what they're going to do this weekend. I, right? They, Green Bay could come buzzing in here this weekend, and they, and we could still figure out a way to beat them twenty seven, twenty three. Right. And the Mar hobbles around. But I, I don't know. But I'm not. I'm not at all. Like I don't think they're. You know, I don't think they're going to so, Super Bowl or anything like that. But I'm not at all down on them. I'm really not. Well, given and the I circumstances, think, right. Given, yeah, given what it is I they're think, dealing with. And I think that they've done, the one thing I would say that I've really, that I've personally really liked about John this year, he's not coaching scared. He's not saying, well, we got no players. We got to be careful. He's, you know, and you can see the last two weeks, he's, he's, we got to get two points here. Let's go for two. Yeah, we got to sure. win this game. Let's go for two. Sure. Like John's not coaching scared, and I think he gets it. And I think that in the that in the privacy of his office, when no one's looking, and Greg Roman and Wake Martindale come in, John probably looks around and says, "How on earth are we eight and five? Right, right, right. I mean, that's the truth. Now he would never say that publicly. Of course not. And even if you asked him that, he would probably, if you sat up in the press conference one day and said, John, let's cut to the chase here for a minute and be honest. Are you in any way stunned that you're eight and five, given everything? He would definitely be miffed by that, and he would poo-poo his way around it. But he also knows the truth. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a borderline miracle yes, they're eight and five. 100%. Now, some of that is because the kicker kicked a 66-yard field goal, and the Chiefs fumbled the ball when they shouldn't have fumbled it, and the Colts somehow gave up 135 points in the fourth quarter, blah, blah, blah. But it's a miracle they're 8-5 and five and could still finish 10-7 and seven or 11-6 and six if things somehow work out in their favor. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com is with us here on GCR. I, you know, you bring up the Super Bowl thing, right? Like, I, I still feel like I have to say, if there's some bizarro world in which Lamar Jackson can come back and be Lamar Jackson again, then I still can't even say that's impossible 
But given how long it's been since we've seen Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson, it just seems so unlikely dealing with an injury on top of it that it's it. I'm I'm almost wink wink nudge nudging as I say it, right? Like I'm almost like, look, I mean, I guess like, but but it's just there's no reason right now for me to expect that to be the case. Well, and that's really the whole other story, and we're not even really we're not even really talking about that now because we have so many other moving parts. Right, but. His play has been so uneven, and even the other day in the first quarter, yep. it was uneven. Yep. They had a, they I think they had one first down. They couldn't move the ball. He's not looked himself nope. for whatever weird reason. Um, well, part of the, and again, we we acknowledge, and we I know don't know what, the answer to that. We, I mean, maybe the answer is he doesn't have enough good football players right, around. We, him. we know I mean, some of the reasons, but we don't know right. we don't know all of them. And look, Zrebeck made a good point yesterday. He was like, "Look, we can." everybody wants to scream and piss and bitch and moan about Greg Roman because it's all we've ever done with offense coordinators in this town. It's just the way oh, we Oh, yeah, the next this. one that comes in, everybody's going to hate yeah, him, be, too. Be, be prepared, right? <laughs> Whoever like it Maryland, is. It's like the Maryland basketball coach I said to you last night. In five years, yeah, everybody will hate him, but, too. But it's even more so with offense. Like, the Greg Roman has actually succeeded beyond any of the wildest expectations you could have ever possibly had for him. And, of course... And, and, and I always say this, and this is what people... This is what I, I think people don't get, like... What you're getting out of Greg Roman is what his career profile is and was. His go back and look at his history. His running games, his running, his running teams or running attacks always are in the top five, and his passing teams are always in the bottom five. And it is what it is. Now this year, yes, they they're actually thirteenth or fourteenth well, in passing. Well, they're the, not even the, that. This year they didn't have a running back. <laughs> like, well, right, right, right. They, they, so there you go. But they're still, they're still, their numbers are still skewed favorably, in, even in the run game, right. which is a miracle. But this Greg Roman thing, all of this rhetoric about Greg Roman, it, he, this is exactly what you think you were getting someone else. Well, and, uh, by the way, you I thought think, you were getting Don Coryell. I think it's reasonable to have a conversation about what the Ravens oh, want, I'm, I'm, want to no, do no, offensively no. moving forward. Hold on, no question. Right. But I'm, all I'm saying to you yeah. is, you're you're welcome to. He may not be the right guy for the job. I'm not dismissing that at all. What I'm saying is people around town who consistently bellyache about this guy, and they act like they're shocked. This, this is, is who he is. This is what he's, his team historically are great at running the ball and not very good at throwing the ball. That's his history. And if you think in some way, shape, or form, if that's changing on a dime, you're stupid. Well, it's I'm, not changing. It's not what he's here to do. They, they Correct. Didn't, they, didn't bring, so, they didn't hire Greg Roman to say throw the ball 50 times. Like, Correct. That's, that's insane. Now, if, if, if you want some more dynamic coordinator who has these extravagant run route trees and can do all of these things and they can turn Lamar Jackson into Justin Herbert, we can have that conversation, but I'm, I, I'm not even sure that... I don't even know what to say to that because... Right. I think you would be doing the same thing with Lamar that you're trying to do with Greg Roman. And you and I have kind of had this conversation both, I think, on the air and off the air, and, and I'm by no means am I a, an armchair coordinator, but I think they've tried to change Lamar, to me personally, I think they've tried to change him too much, to me. And I think in some ways, and I'm not suggesting that they haven't done this, but I think in some ways they would have been far better served internally to say, let's just try to get the best five or six years out of this guy that we can get. Let's, and I'm not going to use running into the ground in a mean way because it sounds terrible when I say this, but let's let him 
be Lamar Jackson that was at Louisville and then Lamar Jackson that was in the league for the first two years and let's tell him you got four downs to get 10 yards you figure out how to do it and if you got to run it three times go run it three times because that's the best way you know how to get 10 yards and this trying to make him into a real quarterback to me is has is kind of counterproductive to me and I would let him run around and do what he has to do until such time that Either the league catches up to him, or he can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's I would, what I and, think. And where I would be is I would just do both. I mean, I, I, there's no world. But I don't know that you can do both. No, no, no. What I'm saying though is like I, I'm, I'm. There's no world in which I would stop Lamar. Ja- like having Lamar Jackson not run is insane. I mean, it's just it's, it's bat s insane. It's 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 saying that Joey Gallo just try to hit a bunch of singles. Like it's it's nuts. I just that, look at it when um, I watch him now. I see someone to me, and I don't have. a the trained eye that a lot of these people have, but when I watch him, I see a guy who's trying to play the position in a way that's that he, he's kind of sort of never really played it before. Maybe, and I don't think you can do that yeah. on the run. Yeah. Now again, part I of that is I don't think you can do that on the fly. And, I, and, and again, it's hard. Like, it's hard to judge that because part of that is they can't run the ball, right? Understood. Like I, I don't. But he wasn't great. He, he, but he wasn't great last year. Either. I mean, if you're saying you know, he wasn't as I mean, good last year as he was the year before, uh, uh, right? Was... I mean, and I don't like—I don't ever like to use the word regression because I think everything in football changes, right? The, the teams are different, the venues are different, the weather is different. There's right. so many things. There's so many things that impact the game that people don't—that people don't think about. But I don't think he was quite the same last year, and part of that could be that the rest of the league has. Well, adjusted for sure. Watched enough tape and adjusted. adjusted. There's right. no question. There's no doubt right. about that. I mean, I think he should be but, the quarterback. In no way, shape, or form, am I suggesting he shouldn't be. No. I just think they would be far better served. I think that the, to me, people look at him and they're like, "Dude, we're set for ten or twelve years." And my position on that is, you really should be more concerned with being set for four or five years. I hear what you're Don't saying. Don't worry about but, the ten years. But and that's the only that the like, whether it's ten. I don't know what the number is. I, I still do not subscribe to the theory that you don't sign your quarterback. Like, I'm still not there. Unless you're the Browns and you got Baker Mayfield that you're dealing You're really having to make a $40 right. million dollar decision about somebody that you don't right. know is even, you know, particularly above average. Right. Like, I, that's, I'm still not going to join you there. And look, I've got concerns. I've got serious no, I, I concerns. I said they should sign him. Yeah. I'm not I've saying got, they shouldn't. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, what I'm saying is, uh, I, I don't think that I would subscribe to signing him for 10 years. To me, that's a mistake. Well, but it, it's not really, there's one guy that signed for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, that, there's one guy that took a 10-year okay. deal. But Every I would say anything more than five is a mistake well, but to that's, me. But I don't think anybody is signing for that number. And, that, and that's where okay. the year thing comes to play. I think that's, what, what the overwhelming majority, the Dak Prescotts, the Josh Allen, the, those guys are signing four or five-year deals. And and I think that's that's correct. And that's I, fair. And I think I that's, that it's going to be for a lot of money, and and you can revisit it at some point there. And if if truly it start he starts to wear down, you can deal with it at that point. But right. Um, Remember, know, at the end of his fifth year, he will have played ten years in the league. <laughs> right. Oh, you're saying? Yeah, that, I mean, I'm sorry. saying you're saying at the end, end of the, another if five year deal. More years, right. Well, if you right, if you give ten years in the if, league, if you don't rip up the final year, it, right, correct, right, 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 correct. Right. If you do another five years, that's exactly right. Right. Um, so anyway, right. I still like the chances. If I'm not going to wager it because I've seen too many crazy things in the league well, this you, year, you don't bet on sports, including the Bengals and the the. Somebody told me about the Bengals and the 49ers total the other day. Um, I've seen enough crazy stuff, but I still think they're going to make the playoffs. 
and I and I think they'll win the division. All right, all right. Well, I'm going down to Live Casino tonight. If you want me to throw a couple bucks in for you, I mean, uh, I'll let you know. All right, very good. Uh, Drew Forrester, Drew'sMorningDish.com. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to us this week by your Baltimore area Chick Fil A restaurants. I mentioned uh, Chick Fil A Nottingham Square as a drop box. If you want to drop off your coats and clothes, that close there at Chick-fil-A. Uh, from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options, sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Would you rather, number one, Drew Forrester, would you rather, for any reason at all, and this is why I want you to work through this, Sunday's matchup between the Ravens and Packers, is a Lamar Jackson versus Aaron Rodgers matchup, or it's a Tyler Huntley versus Jordan Love matchup? Hmm. Hmm. I, I think I would rather see Huntley. Mm. I would rather see Jordan Love than Rodgers. I think the difference between those two is far more dramatically impactful than the Huntley versus Jackson, particularly at home would probably be a different answer if it were away but i think at home i'll take my chances on sunday if they play jordan love I, I, based on what i saw in kansas city the, this has been the overwhelming answer which is only disappointing because I, I to me this is about me being a football fan i have zero interest in watching oh, I, I, I didn't answer it on that i answered it on but, trying and, to win the game that's to me the football fan like i just so the Ravens win a game with Tyler Huntley playing quarterback. What what does that do for me long term? Well, like, might get them into the might might win them the division. Great, like I, it doesn't tell well, me anything about their ability to go win a Super Bowl. I I am going to sit down and have to watch sixty minutes of a football game on Sunday. Well, you don't have to. You get to. Well, thank you. I, I you wrote about that today. Um, I, actually, I have to because of the job. I have to sit down and watch. 60 and you get minutes to of football. Right. Sure, both. Um, I have zero interest in why I, I watched. Jordan. Well, we didn't ask you. We asked me. I understand. I'm giving an answer oh, well, too. Well. I'm doing. I'm doing that as well. We'll talk more about it in a second. Uh, number two. Uh, so you did you see? Did you see the Sean Payton movie that's coming out? I did not. It might be the worst motion picture in human history. Netflix is making a movie about Sean Payton with Yikes. Kevin James playing Sean Payton because you Yikes. know when you look Sounds at terrible. when you look at Sean Payton you say I yeah. know who the perfect person to play him is it's, and it sounds terrible yeah oh it's it by the way however bad it sounds Drew watch the trailer it yeah, looks worse. worse it right. looks worse it's well give it's, me the give me the what would you okay, rather Wednesday? Yeah. I got to go put food away all right would you rather you do something by happenstance you do something heroic and a movie is made about your life Ooh. Would you rather that movie is a clearly hack comedy with Kevin James playing you, or it's a great movie starring a very talented actor, but one year later that actor is canceled? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Mm. I mean, is, is it Bradley Cooper? You know, mm. I don't know. Man. Uh, I don't know. I'd go with the real actor thing, though. I you guess just deal with it. Just deal with. The I guess that you're associated yeah. with that person. I don't uh, want Kevin James. I don't want a comedy being made about oh me. God, it just looks so bad. There's too much to pick it's on. So bad. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, for whatever dumb reason, the Wizards have decided to bring a game back to Baltimore this season, uh, like they used to all those years ago. And you're mm -hmm. getting free courtside seats. Would you rather the opponent be LeBron James and the Lakers or Steph Curry and the Warriors? Oh, one million percent, Steph Curry. 
Okay. Not even not even a contest. All right. One million percent. Very good. Uh, Drewsmorningdish.com. Come see us tomorrow night at Glory tomorrow Days night. Grill in Towson, 630-830. Appreciate you, pal. We'll see you then. All right. Appreciate you. It's Drew Forrester, Drewsmorningdish.com. All right, Paul Valley, uh, your answers for Would You Rather Wednesday. Number one, would you rather, for whatever reason, Sunday's matchup is Lamar Jackson versus Aaron Rodgers or Tyler Huntley versus Jordan Love? Oh, definitely Tyler Huntley versus Jordan Love. I, I want I want to win the game. I and and I can find entertainment somehow in that game because it's the Ravens. I want them to win the game. And I don't think that a hobbled Lamar Jackson against Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams can win that game. I've done this. I've talked about this ad nauseum. And look, it's overwhelming that people are agreeing with you. So it's what it is. I've talked about this ad nauseum. When, the year that Jimmy Clausen and Ryan Mallett were playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, mm. I wrote a column that really pissed people off where I said I was openly rooting against the Ravens. And it was easier to do that then because they were already bad to begin with. They started off the season. They were struggling even before Joe Flacco got hurt. So at that point, you just knew the season was truly over. But one of the things that I brought, like people looked at me, they were like, how, it's the Ravens. How can you root against the Ravens? And I was like, it's not the Ravens. It's, it's some other guy that's just sort of here. He's not the Ravens. He's a he's a, a mercenary. He's a hired gun. And I'm not trying to say Tyler Huntley fits the bill of Jimmy Clausen or Ryan Mallett, right? Because I get it. He was drafted by the Ravens. He's a little bit younger. No, he was not drafted by the Ravens. Sorry. He was originally signed by the Ravens. He's a little bit younger. And you're allowing yourself to think, like, maybe he's got a future in this league. Um, but be realistic. I have no interest in watching that for 60 minutes. 60 minutes of that does nothing for me. And I'm not trying to – I'm not – I don't want any of this to sound too negative about Tyler Huntley because I do think he's a serviceable backup that because of his skill set can get you through. But I don't know if I feel that way. But I watched Jordan Love a couple weeks ago. Jordan Love stinks. And a scenario where I get Lamar Jackson and try to figure out if Lamar Jackson can be Lamar Jackson and potentially going toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers on a late Sunday afternoon. Ah, uh, toe-to-toe. See what I did there? Um, that's a... That's a that's that's electricity. That is that it's fire, man. Like that is whatever the result ends up being. That is a hell of a way to spend three hours on a Sunday afternoon. And I just don't the idea like I'd rather the Ravens win the game. Like okay, if I felt like that was going to benefit them in a way that proved to me. Tyler Huntley beating Jordan Love could not make me think afterwards the Ravens had any better of a chance of winning a Super Bowl. Zero. Yes. None. But Lamar Jackson playing really well and outdueling Aaron Rodgers could give me the thought that perhaps there is more of a chance that the Ravens could win the Super Bowl. Well, Lamar Jackson, if he's 100%, then yeah. I understand uh, that. I, I, I want to see Lamar Jackson play because Lamar Jackson wins these types of games. When Lamar Jackson goes up against, has to face the odds, and he has, he has to be the reason, and he's going off against Aaron Rodgers in, in the national spotlight, Lamar Jackson shows out in these games. I just don't think he's – I mean, they just shot, signed Josh Johnson off the Jets practice I, squad. I, I don't think there's any chance that he's even close to 100%. So I don't think uh, – and look, the, the reason I want the Ravens to win, I don't think even before the injury to Marlon Humphrey, I didn't think this was a Super Bowl team. But I just think it's so awesome if they make the playoffs with everything against them. It just shows how well coached they are and how good of a franchise they are. And that's why I want to make them the playoffs. I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, so for me, it's whatever gets you to the playoffs is what I, I want. It's a, I just don't I don't feel anything about that. I really don't. And you can say it's because we're spoiled, right? You can say it's because yeah. we're so used to the Ravens being in the playoffs. But 
just getting in the playoffs for the sake of saying you're in the playoffs is it just doesn't mean all that much to me at this yeah. point. Like it, it means almost next to nothing. I mean, it's fun for a week, right? Don't get me wrong. Like the idea that there's another game that not everybody has is it's good for us, it's good for business. Um, it's for a week, it's fun. But if you're just getting in to get your ass kicked in the first week, the the way that they went out to Indianapolis and got their ass kicked by the Colts all those years ago, something like that, like. Well, no, I and guess and they actually won a game that year, right? The year they lost in Indianapolis. No, they had so. they had a first round bye. No, 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 not the time they lost oh, the Colts oh, oh, at home. Oh, yeah, that was the year that they in That was the year that they beat the Patriots with the eighty. That was the Ray Rice, Ray Rice, yeah, Rice the Ray Rice run. Yeah. And Joe Flacco threw ten passes. But like, um, it's just when when you go out and get your ass kicked in the playoffs like that, like it is such a deflating feeling that like nothing mattered. Oh, don't don't you lose, get me wrong. You lose a game a game in the playoffs and it's a thriller and it's highly competitive and you just it's a little bit different. But like you get your ass kicked in the playoffs and you're just like. But that's it. that's the other thing though. If they get to the playoffs and Lamar's their quarterback and he's healthy, you know they're going to be in the game. They may not win, but they're going to be in the game. And I turned to my best friend when I was watching the game on but, Sunday. But I need I need evidence that he can do that. And that's yeah. that's to me what this is about, right? Like I, everybody keeps trying to say like, well, if he's not one hundred percent, man, I just don't make as much about that as you guys do. Like the one hundred percent thing. Mm. The bigger concern for me is Lamar Jackson hasn't played well, right? Yeah. So like that's to me. That will eternally be the the entire thing is that he hasn't played well. I need to get as many chances to see if he's capable of playing better as I can. Right, and I I, I get it, man. And look, I, I'm in the same boat with you. Whereas, if they just get to the playoffs, I mean, to me, it's like whatever. Because I, if they're not winning a Super Bowl at this point, and, and, it doesn't I, and really I gotta be careful about that. I'm not trying to say it isn't some sort goal. of accomplishment. Right. It isn't like it's people will hear that. Like if if somebody in the Ravens is listening today, they they'd, they'd be furious with me mm-hmm. that I was saying that. Like, I'm not trying to say it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's just for me personally, and that's what Would You Rather Wednesday is based around. Like, I don't work for the Ravens, so it's not. Right. I, it doesn't benefit me in that way. You want to win a Super Bowl personally? It's like if I if you're not doing some, even if it's doing something special, if you're not creating some sort of special scenario in the postseason, it's just not. Right. It's it's not it really isn't as simple as Super Bowl or bust. There is uh, there are other things. There have been special seasons in Baltimore. That year that they got it, the Joe Flacco's first season, getting to the AFC Championship game, is one of the most special seasons oh, we've ever had in, in the history of the Baltimore Ravens. They didn't even make the Super Bowl. Um, there there are other things that doing something unexpected in 2014 when they had never won a playoff game in Pittsburgh, going to Pittsburgh and winning a playoff game was incredibly noteworthy in 2014. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a bummer they turned around and lost the following year, the week, to New England. But when they had not done it at all to go on the road in 2014 and beat the Steelers, I have warm fuzzies about the 2014 Ravens because sure. of that. Because they had never done that before. So there are things there are things you can do that are noteworthy that aren't winning the Super Bowl. we got to move forward here because we got to get Ken Niamatololo. Ken Niamatololo here in a second. Number two, would you rather by happenstance you do something heroic and a movie is made about your life? That movie is clearly a hack comedy. And if you've not seen the trailer, my God. God, does this look bad. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, it's horrendous. I think the, the trailer for the Kurt Warner one looks terrible. It looks like they got Nick Kroll to play Kurt Warner. No, because I like uh, Zachary Levy. Like I, uh, if he, What was the Kazam? Was that uh, the one he was in, the superhero that he did? Oh, it was very yeah. good. That was a very good movie. I like Zachary Levy. The, it, I did, uh, our buddy, I think Paul from Movie Lando actually saw it, said it was very good. I, it, I'm disappointed because I'm such a Kurt Warner guy. That, like I want it to be brilliant. It's just the football scenes to me don't look very good. Right. Like the football scenes themselves look like they had a challenge because of the pandemic. They had to do go a low rent way of shooting them, mm-hmm. and 
it, that to me is coming off in what I'm seeing. Like those inspirational Disney football movies. Yeah, like that's that's the only part about that that looks bad. Because I like Zachary Levy. I like him a great deal as an actor. Um, but at least I like I liked him in Kazam for sure. Anyway, go ahead. Number, uh, would you uh, rather there's, that or there's the, no way I'm ever happy with Kevin James playing me in a movie. I, I, I even I just try to present this. Like if you. Like, everybody's happy about this movie. Everybody's like, wow, man, congratulations. And it was Kevin Spacey, who everyone loved. That's why I think you gotta, like... He is, like, a really garbage human being. Uh, correct. Like, really Rightfully garbage canceled. human being. And I knew about that before a lot of people did. Oh. I knew somebody who knew him. Oh, Jesus. And they That's told me that these awkward. rumors, and then it came out. Well, I guess he spent a lot of time here, obviously, yeah. doing House of Cards. Um, oh, when you put it that way, if it's like Kevin James from like Here Comes the Boom, where everybody loves him and he's just trying to do something like for the, that like, was the, a the, terrible the, movie. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This, this is not. A, this is a straight shoot. Uh, I, what, I, what? What? I had to watch that movie when I was in prison. <laughs> it's not a joke. His, I've talked about this story before. Okay, uh, this this insinuates that any Kevin James movie is great, right? Well, there, that's the the point. There is no so, Kevin. But if it's a if the char- if the type of character that he is playing is somebody that's supposed to be likable, okay. But that's the they're gonna make a movie about you. They're not gonna make you unlikable. I don't think I that's don't know, the point. Man. But some people don't like me. He's still. But if you do something heroic, the premise is you do something heroic, so they choose to make a movie about you. But it's still going to be. This includes all. This is Rob. This trailer includes Rob Schneider doing dumb shtick. Okay. This is the hackiest of the hack. You know what? Give me, give me Kevin James because that movie's going to get played on TBS, Comedy Central, no, I think, HBO. I, I, I think Netflix just owns all of them now. I don't oh. think you can get those on. I think Netflix is is people owns. Are, pe- people are still gonna, people watch Hubie Halloween. Oh, people God, people stop. are still going to watch it. So yeah, give right. give me and Kevin number, James. And number three, the the Lakers of the world. Oh, 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 oh Le- LeBron James. LeBron I, James. I, he he's such a phenomenal freakish athlete. I can watch somebody drain threes all day long. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, give me LeBron okay, James. Okay, fine. He, uh, uh, Steph Curry. It's like an but, art, man. I, I, I know. I get it. And he he can drain him like with his eyes closed from the ha- from half court. I get that. But LeBron James is gonna do something in a game. He has the potential to do something in the game where you're gonna go, holy. I, I actually think it's it, at least as likely, if not more likely, that Steph Curry does that. I mean, he's he's gonna hit a big three, maybe a it's, buzzer beater, or, maybe half court. Or the shot way that he creates it out of nowhere, the scenario where he's double covered and somehow creates a fall away three with two defenders on him from ten feet beyond the three point line. I, I can't. This isn't even a debate to me. Like, it's not. I'm with Drew. This one to me is not even I've, remotely close. I also saw LeBron play from like six rows off the court years ago. I saw LeBron James play from the first row at Morgan State that and, famous night all those years ago. It was one of the great nights of my uh, life as a as a basketball fan. He was absolutely. The Wizards actually won that game because it won like three games that you were Gilbert Arenas. Um, the guy from. Who was the guy from North Carolina? Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson yeah. and Karan Butler were all healthy for that okay. game, and so they all actually right. beat the Cavaliers. Uh, I've seen LeBron play, and he's a freak. So for me, it's I, I, I want to see that. I want to see something right. that I – I mean, I can't shoot a three from – Continue to get me but. your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone's winning that $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Today's show also brought to you by the PressBox Fantasy Football Show, which returns tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. KZ will be here to help you set your lineups for the playoffs. 
You can get your questions in tomorrow morning at Glenn Clark Radio, and he will answer them. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill in the Maryland Department of Transportation. We come back in. Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo. They got a huge win over Army. We'll chat with him next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill's winter seasonal menu is back with comfort classics like their house-made meatloaf and short rib grilled cheese. It also features the center-cut sirloin with grilled shrimp, the char-grilled pork tenderloin, grilled meatloaf sandwich, smoky thigh wings with Alabama barbecue sauce, and a Brussels and bacon appetizer. All of these items pair well with Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. And try their seasonal cocktails, Blood Orange Bourbon Cider, Apple Ginger Mule, and Captain's Hot Cider. Find out more and get your order in today at glorydaysgrill.com. Great food, good sports. Window Depot Baltimore provides the highest quality Pro-Via windows, doors, and siding for all budgets. The best is finally affordable. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 410-941-3499. They also offer Zoom and FaceTime consultations in an effort to practice social distancing. A proud sponsor of the Tyus Bowser Show, you can find out more at windowdepotbaltimore.com. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer Day. What's up, everybody? This is Tyus Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Tyus Bowser show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser show. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 21st at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. The show is brought to you by Pressbox, Grade 8's Memorabilia, Window Depot Baltimore, windowdepotbaltimore.com, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com, and the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard joins the show courtesy of my bookie. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at facebook.com slash Sports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. If you're not playing underdog fantasy football, it's time to start right now because at underdog fantasy football, they not only have the daily and weekly fantasy games, they have player props, parlays, things along those lines. And we're excited about the fact that we can bet on sports now in the state of Maryland, but it's still going to be a while before you can do it online or on your phone. Playing underdog fantasy football makes you feel like you're betting. So go right now to underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app, and when you do, use the code PRESSBOX. We'll match up to $100 with free money for you to play with at Underdog Fantasy Football. 
quickly, Bo Smolka uh, tells us that John Harbaugh uh, lets everybody know that Lamar Jackson will not practice today, but still says he's day-to-day at this point. Yes, as, as Paul pointed out, the Ravens have signed Josh Johnson. You know, what do you make of that? His skill set is a little bit more similar. The other quarterback they had on their roster was Chris Streveler. So you get somebody who's got a bit of a more similar skill set that is probably more capable of doing the things that you want. If if Lamar Jackson can't play, he's got a more similar skill set to Tyler Huntley. To assume that that means that Lamar Jackson can't play to me is a mistake. It's I want to have a better backup plan to my backup plan to back up my backup plan. This is it, it's it's wise to say, hey, we know the guy, he knows the building, he doesn't know, you know, it's been a couple years, so it's not like his entire, he knows the entirety of the offense, anything along those lines. Um, When was the last time he was in Baltimore? He was in Baltimore in 2016, so he's not, he hasn't spent any time with Greg Roman, but he at least knows his way around the building, and he knows John Harbaugh, and he knows those things, so there's benefit there, and his skill set is a bit closer to Tyler Huntley's than Chris Streveler's is. So if for some reason you get to the point where Tyler Huntley has to play, he's a better option as a backup than Chris Streveler is. That's that's the entirety of the story. Taking the next step further and saying, this means they know Lamar Jackson can't play, stop. Stop. If if Lamar Jackson can't play, you want to have your ducks in a row. But they don't have another quarterback other than Well, they did. They had Chris Traveler and he's he's an NFL quarterback. He's been in the league. That he's just his skill set is not the same as as he's a different, he's a more traditional pocket passer. So they wanted somebody whose skill set that, that they can transfer the offense to a little bit easier mm-hmm. if they have to. Um again, that doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson won't play. I just trying to take something because we all want answers and we I want it now, Daddy, I want it now. It doesn't work that way. You gotta wait it out for your answer on Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. It sucks. This is not a Lamar Jackson answer. It it does you know, th- this is a separate thing. I do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule, but always love the opportunities we get to catch up with the great Ken Niamatololo here on GCR. I am so happy to be having this conversation today with our friend and Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo after a thrilling victory over Army on Saturday. Coach, it's Glenn. Uh, we, I love it anytime we talk, but man, do I love talking to you today. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us. Thank you, Glenn. Like you said, it's, it's, it's mutual. We love coming on and talking to you and on your program. And, and like you said, it even makes it sweeter after meeting those guys. You, you know, Ken, it, you, you guys have been through so much the last couple of years, and, and I know at the end of the day you definitely wanted more victories during the course of this season, but it, it, this one felt like it meant something even beyond just one game or even one Army-Navy game. Can, can you describe what all of this meant to you and to your program getting this win on Saturday? Yeah, just I think it meant a lot for me and our program and for our seniors, Glenn, to let them know we haven't gone anywhere. You know what I mean? Last year was a pandemic. There's a lot of, you know, extenuating circumstances. We played the third toughest schedule this year. You know what I mean? If uh, Iowa ends up beating Michigan, you know what I mean? Notre Dame's in the playoffs. We would have played two top four teams, you know? So I think it just for me, for our, our players, you know, to, to beat these guys that was supposedly, you know, they were doing this and that and on top of whatever, 
kind of just set things straight. Like, no, we haven't gotten anywhere, and we're still Navy. And if we had your schedule, we'd have the same record. You know what I mean? It's just that we haven't gone anywhere. It was what we want to show them that we haven't gone anywhere. I felt that. I, I felt that so significantly much, right? And and I and I know that your players felt it because they made it very well known after the game. Like, this is who we are. And you're right. The, the schedule is unbelievably daunting that you guys face throughout the course of the year. It, is part of that some of the pride that you're feeling too, Ken, that, that everything these players went through, they never quit. They never, you know, hung their hats. They never sort of tucked their tail between their legs and said, well, you know, we're not going to a bowl game, so, you know, what the hell, who cares? Is some of that just the unbelievable pride you have in these guys that they continued to fight for you every time you guys stepped on a football field this season? Most definitely. I'm so proud of our, our, our players, our seniors, our captains. You know, Diego Fogo, Michael Cooper, Chance Warren, and Kevin Brennan. I just would watch those guys. You know, we'd come after a tough loss and come Monday and just see them. They were the same. They didn't flinch. They didn't change. They kept leading from the front. I, I, I was impressed. You know, I just like, wow. Here are my seniors. Here are my captains, you know, showing me a great example. And I've been doing this for 31 years, and you know, I'm 56 years old, but I was learning from them. But I, I was also thinking about this, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a football coach, so we've got to win games. I, I definitely understand that, especially this year. You see all the coaches that have gone fired. But at the United States Naval Academy, if our mission is to develop, you know, young men and young women morally, mentally, and physically, our mission in our program is to develop young men of character and leadership. This might be one of the best years that we've ever had. Wow. You know what I mean, Glenn, it just, it's just been amazing. It's, I guess what you're saying, seeing from the outside, you're exactly right. There's a euphoria of, you know what, so happy for a group during this very tough time to continue to battle and to accomplish the number one goal for them, which, you know, always defines our season. I couldn't be more happy and proud of a group of people. Ken, you, you referenced Diego, and I get chills just thinking about it, man. I, I don't know how many guys get to go out quite the way that Diego gets to go out. Um, you know, the, the, the fake punt, that, or the, the, you know, the, whatever we want to call that, will go down as one of the greatest accidents in the history of the sport of football. But D- Diego himself and how he has personified your program and what Navy football is all about, and for him to lay it on the line the way that he did on Saturday, I, where does that rank to you among the great performances you've ever seen? It's up there at the top. You know, at the top three, I mean, I'm just off the top of my head, it's up there at the very, very top. Of, you know, other ones, you know, there have been some great ones, but, you know, but at the top of my mind right now, I mean, it's, 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 it's up there. You know what I mean, Glenn, just Mount Rushmore of great performances. But another one he did, I thought, um, you know, leading up to it was the Houston game that yeah. Glenn, he was all over the place. Yeah. Sacks, tackles, doing this, I mean, just all over the place. Then after the tough loss, he just, you know, he's bleeding, coming in the locker room and telling his, his teammates how much he loved them and how proud of the way he fought. And, you know, maybe if you're a guy, well, he's the one guy in the locker room that could talk after that tough loss. Because guys saw him laid on the line, he had blood all over himself, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, he just, he laid on the line, so here's a guy that played tremendously, thanking his brothers for all that they did. But this game, like you said, I mean, he's all over the place. I'm still trying to figure out how he caught that snap. 
<laughs> that thing came back like a bullet, you know what I mean? And I'm just grateful he caught it, you know what I mean? Much less started running. To have the wherewithal, Glenn, first of all, to catch it, and the second of all, to start running immediately, you know, don't hesitate. Because <laughs> if you would have waited a second, they would have tackled it. Right. You know, before, I mean, just everything was bang, bang. I'm like, whoa, what's going on out there? Whoa, we went for it? Whoa, what's, you know, I mean, I was on the sideline, you know, figured out what's going on, but he reacted so instinctively and so quickly. Just, I mean, that, that play will go down in the archives of one of the great plays in Navy football history. <laughs> but his performance, like you said, will also be the same. One of the great performances of all time on the Navy game. They had him in the backfield anyway. <laughs> like he just, <laughs> he just muscled his way through. I mean, it was just a, a sheer testament of a young man's will. And oh god, it was such a joy to watch. Kenny Amatololo. Yeah, go ahead. That's go. a great point, Glenn. He because he, like you said, they had him in the backfield. He ran through that. I mean, stiff armed that guy, and then he jumped over the next guy. Like. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable to watch. I mean, it really was unbelievable to watch. Kenny Amatololo is with us, Navy football coach, after a big win over Army. You know, Ken, you are so, all the times, you know, we've gotten to know you so well over the years, and, and we never see you too high, we never see you too low. You know, you're such a reasonable, um, you know, pragmatic person, but you do wear your heart on your sleeve, and we do hear that a lot. Um, it, it, to, to you, when you reference the, the players here in any of those things, did you hear any of that stuff in the lead-up to the game? And and did it, did it you know, get to you at all, um, hearing some of the stuff that your players clearly were hearing? Almost definitely. I mean, you try not to listen to it, but it's hard not to. It's everywhere. You keep pressing forward. Uh, but all it does, it just fuels you. I mean, it just fuels you. Uh, you know, there's some question into our our, care, our our toughness and things like that. And we may not be the fastest guys, Glenn, and, you know, maybe not the biggest or the strongest. When you come to mental and physical toughness, these are some of the toughest people I've ever known. You know what I mean? Just all that they go through. And so, um, just, you know, you got in this profession to play Division one sp- sports or, or, you know, to be in this game, you got to be a competitor. And that stuff does get to you. You try your best to not to do it, get involved, but, you know, uh, rat poison, as, you know, Nick Saban said, can stir you in different ways. If it's too complimentary, you start to uh, feel too good about yourself, mm-hmm. but you can also use it the other way to fuel you. And all of that stuff was definitely, as, as Nick Saban said, it was yummy. No, it's a great, it's a great point, uh, Coach. I know that um, you, you guys rode this high, um, but unfortunately, a, a lot of you on Monday then had to attend a funeral. Um, and and for people that don't, that, that you know, maybe weren't paying as close of attention and aren't aware, can can you tell me about how how important it was for all of you guys? I, I saw Brian's family um, with you in the locker room after the game on Saturday, and and what he meant to the entire program. And and why maybe that 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 lifted the guys and and they felt the need to to play for for his honor and a and a fallen seal. Can can you tell us a little bit about Brian and and why that was so important for your program? Well, I thought anything that kind of illustrates it, you know, just being at a service. I mean, it was packed with the people that love Brian Bourgeois. Um, but to see uh, his seal community. They loved him. To see the Navy Football Brotherhood of different ages come over there to support him. A lot of them were his teammates and classmates. A lot of them are brotherhood members from different decades. 
they came to support and also to see his family. So just kind of, to me, it symbolized the three things that were most important to Brian. You know, his family, first and foremost, Megan and the children, his parents, you know, his family, but also and siblings, but also the Navy Football Brotherhood and the SEAL community whom we served with. We loved this country. And it was just a beautiful day to be able to help uh, celebrate the life of one of the great Americans, you know, that did things for our country so that we can live the way we live. Obviously, very sad day also, but to see all these people come pay tribute to a, a wonderful man and to help support Megan and family is it was a beautiful thing, man. Uh, seeing his son in the locker room, my friend, I, it, it, I'm still kind of tearing up a little bit right now thinking about it. Um, I, 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 don't, I know you're a dad, and I'm a dad, and, and it, things hit me in, in ways that make me turn into a softie, but whew, that, that absolutely was, was just chilling for me, seeing his son hanging out with your guys in the locker room on Saturday. Yeah, it was awesome, Glenn. And then his older son spoke at the funeral and just like, you know, Brian would be very proud of his son, but obviously he and his wife have done a great job of raising the children. But, I mean, that had to be a, such a difficult thing for a, a young son to speak at his father's funeral, and he he was amazing. Coach, we'd be remiss to not bring up, you know, Ty, too, right, when we have this conversation and, and some of the trials and, and dif- difficulties that he's been through. But being pressed in there on Saturday and and delivering for you guys when you needed it and putting together some long drives, um, you know, and not everybody is, you know, I know at Navy everybody gets judged against right a Malcolm Perry, a Keenan Reynolds anymore and the spectacular things they did, but um, the pride that you have in Ty and stepping into that moment in such an important spot, can you put that into words? I'm so proud of him. You know, I, I've been really hard on that kid. You know, um, he's never flinched. He continues to keep going. Coach Jasper's done a tremendous job in coaching him and developing him. Just proud of him. You know what I mean? That's the goal of our program, to beat Army and to be the quarterback that, you know, led us to victory. I mean, it's something that he'll never forget. But just really proud of him, a young sophomore quarterback, going and playing against a team that nobody gave us a chance, you know, heavy underdogs. But just leading a, a, you know, us and, you know, I felt like we got after them pretty good, you know. And so I thought I mean, a lot of that attributed to a lot of different people. And we talked about Diego already. And, but Ty, you know, did a masterful job of running the offense. Played with great composure, great grit. You know, the, the first touchdown play that he had, a, a quarterback draw. I mean, I think that established us pretty quickly. I mean, he... Both safeties hit him at the two-yard line, and he still scored. I mean, so just really proud of him. No question, no question, Coach. And I'll wrap with this because I think you already, you know, you said it the the best way earlier. It's it's one win, and unfortunately, there's not another game to be played at this point. But the way that this sort of sets the tone now for your program throughout the course of the off season and going into next year, um, do you feel as though right now at this moment? the program is in a great place to continue to accomplish the things that, that we know that Navy football is, has been, you know, all about for now the, the entirety of the time that you have been in Annapolis. I don't think this game is going to move us forward or, or, 
you know, I really believe Glenn is going to catapult us into the offseason. I really believe this is going to catapult us to great things the guys saw, you know what I mean, winning, you know, the games that we won the last couple games and seeing us move forward. And uh, I think it's just going to catapult us. We've got a ton of guys coming back. They were able to taste what it's like to beat those guys and what it takes to win, how hard it is to win. But also I'm able to continue on, hey, we got to continue to touch the line. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, yeah, it was great to beat Army, but we still lost these games because of this, because of that. So you're able to stay on them, and they recognize this isn't personal. You're being hard on them to recognize that it is hard, hard to win. And there are a lot of things that you have to do right. So that allows you to be, um, you know, coached with some some vigor, coached with some passion. But I think this is really going to catapult us, Glenn, into a great 2022 uh, Coach, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, what, what a day it was. It uh, certainly created quite a lot of goosebumps for a lot of people around the, the country, around the world. Um, we look forward to chatting you more as you get towards the spring and you start focusing on next season. As always, very happy holiday to you, to your family, and, and congratulations once more. Thank you, as always, for taking the time. Thank you, Glenn. I'll take great talking to you. Merry Christmas. It's Kenny Amatololo. What a win it was, and... Uh, the way that they honored uh, Brian Bourgeois and his family, that was really special. Uh, and just a, just a hell of a day on Saturday up in New Jersey for the uh, Navy football program. Appreciate uh, Kenny Amatololo taking the time for us. We are winding down on today's program. It has also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. We come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. Cold weather has arrived, and that means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For a limited time, get 50% off all style windows, bays, bows, double hung, and sliders, plus a house of windows for only $99 a month. Rising natural gas prices are affecting everyone, but new Window Nation windows can help. Get 50% off any style window and a house of windows for only only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today at 866-90NATION or go online at windownation.com. That's December only. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. 
from all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Double your money before you even place a bet, and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using the exclusive promo code PRESSBOX at MyBookie.ag. If your first deposit is $100, MyBookie adds $100 so you can start with $200 to play with. If your first deposit is $1,000, MyBookie adds $1,000 so you can start with $2,000 to play with. With tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week, there is truly something for everyone. Don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can start winning big today. That's promo code PRESSBOX to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Duffy's Garage is a family-owned and operated car care facility in beautiful Baldwin, Maryland. An authorized Maryland inspection station and Napa Pro Care Center with ASE certified techs. Tell them that Glenn Clark sent you and receive 10% off your service with a max discount of $150. You gotta trust where you take your car, so take it to where I take mine. Duffy's Garage in Baldwin. Duffy'sGarageMD.com Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube. Did I say Lobe? Jiffy Lobe. What the hell? Jiffy Lube Service Center. Ask for Mobile One. I'm just going to do it again because that was a, a mess. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube Service Center and ask for Mobile One. Yuck. Ah, that troll from New York is going to end up uh, finding this and screaming at me about it. Jiffy Lube, what an idiot. God, Jesus. I know. Trust me. I'm aware. I've got a lot of other problems, too. i got a lazy eye. You want to point that out? Anything else? Anything else you got for me? Ask my wife. She'll tell you, she's got a whole litany of them. Litany of them. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by, ooh, this one's brought to you by Chick-fil-A, Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants, who, of course, I love as always. And if you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. All right. One of the narratives of this Ravens season has been the lack of a running game from Ravens running backs. Devontae Freeman currently has 440 rushing yards on the season, tops amongst running backs. Is it really that much? (laughs) Right. Tops amongst Ravens running backs on the roster. He is on pace for 587 yards this season, which would be the fewest in franchise history by a lead running back. Key, that's important. Lead running back. Only seven times has a Ravens lead back, not a quarterback, failed to record at least 800 rushing yards in a season. Who were they? Hint, one player is listed twice. A lead running back that failed to record at least 800 I mean, this yards. This is the problem. Is I got to think of specific in those years. Like Jason Brookins. No. Was it that year? Mo Williams, Terry it Allen. It was it was that year. Terry Allen. Terry Allen. Six hundred and fifty eight. Like, that's the problem with some of these years is like who who was it? Because I'm I'm gonna guess that 
it, it's somebody from this group. Uh, Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett, 2015, 641 yards. You got the two fewest already. Terrence West. Terrence West. Is, you're doing a great job, man. Uh, you, uh, Terrence West, 2016, 774 yards. Eric Rett. No. Jay Graham. No. Was it? Am I am I sniffing around? Was it the early? Um, early years, but lead back. Well, I mean that's the problem. Is like Priest Holmes. No. Early years, lead back. Bam Morris. Bam Morris. He is on the list twice. Nineteen ninety six, seven hundred and thirty six yards. Nineteen ninety seven, seven hundred and seventy four yards. You have two left. Willis McGahey. No. How about... How about a Gus Edwards, the first one? Gus Edwards, his first season, 2018, yeah. 718 yards. Led the team. Lamar had like 695. I'm at the point now where I'm thinking that it's it's somebody that had other good seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember Jamal having a year that it wasn't. I'm going to say it's Ray Rice. Ray Rice, 2013, 660 yards. That's realize. He averaged 3.1 yards per carry, and Bernard Pierce averaged 2.9. They were the two yeah, worst running backs in football. Really bad. That was really bad. That's a good list. That's a good list. Very good. You did well. I mean, I, I can remember most of the leading rushers in Ravens history. It's it's just a very specific. It's a very specific question that you're asking. On Saturday, I took a um, a triple crown question for, that I was going to use on this show, but opted Text. not to use. Okay. Uh, because it was just it was just way too difficult, and so I threw it at Zach um, about who were the last I think six triple crown winners, and I gave him the years. And then on top of that, I said, who had the highest war? He rattled off six straight before he got one wrong. Really? He rattled off. I, I said, 19, like the fir- it was 1942 and 1947 were the last two ones. He said, Ted Williams, 1942. And he goes, and it could have been Ted Williams again in 47. I was like, how the hell did you know that? It, he, uh, I was, I, that you just went on a Zach Goodman type run. So um, this is a, this is very random. But my my father was best friends growing up with um, Jack Costello, who was Jamie Costello's brother. Okay. And so Jamie and I have been friends for a very long time, and Jamie's been good good to us. I think the only time he's called in this year was day we did the Field of Dreams bit with him one morning. But I, I love Jamie. He's he's a, been a very good friend for a very long time. But uh, I don't remember what the event was. There was some event years when I mean, like when I was a child. There was some event at the Costello family home, and it involved. This is pre-internet. I mean, this is I was a child at this point. But I got there, and I I I want to say Jamie, but it might have been Jack, his brother, um, knew that I really liked sports, and you know, like want to see something, and I I I and I'm, I. Jamie, I should probably have Jamie tell the story. It was either his uncle and his grandfather or a grandfather and a great uncle. It was two older men that were sitting in a corner, and he walked me over to them, and he said, name any year they'll tell you who won the Heisman Trophy. 
any year. And the thing is, I had no idea. Like, they could have just been making it up, right? Like, right. I was a child, and, like, I was, like, 1944, and they were, like, blah, 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 blah. They, like, they knew every single Heisman Trophy winner throughout all of history up until that point. And it was just, like, I was so mesmerized by this. And, like, for a little while, I could have done that with, like, the World Series. Like, but it, for, like, a 20-year span. Like, I could have told you every World Series from... And then at some point, like your memory just fades. Yeah, and, that, and that's why, like, I if you ask me, it, if you ask me, hey, you know, who was in the Super Bowl in 1993? I could get there, like I could get there, but I wouldn't be able to just tell it to you. I'd have to start working through, like, how was Bills. it? In the, was that in the '93 Super Bowl? Or was it the '90? They played them back to back Super Bowls, and then right? They played the Steelers in '95 in the '96 90- Super Bowl. So the Bills went to four straight. Right, I'm aware. I'm aware. And so the Cowboys but played them was, in back-to-back but Super it's, Bowls. This is always the – it's what year did the Super Bowl happen versus what season Nin- are we talking 92 about? 92 Cowboys played the Bills in the 93 Super Bowl. Right. three Cowboys played the Bills in the 94 Super Bowl. And then the Cowboys didn't go in the, the in 94 because the 49ers Right. So and in the 95, Cowboys went and played the Steelers in the 90s. The Cowboys were my favorite team in the 90s. Oh, that says something about you, too, The Ravens the weren't way. here, and they were I, on yeah, every the, Sunday. I understand that, but the Cowboys – I love you Emmett were, Smith. Uh, I, I still have an Emmett Smith jersey. You're basically Peter Moore. You're a front runner. I was you're nine. A, you're a front running son of a bitch. I was not. That's nine. what you are. You're a front running son of a bitch. I, you know, my mom listens to this show. Well, you know what, mom? You, you <laughs> proud of yourself raising a front runner over there? <laughs> front runner. What the hell is that? You front runner? Oh, the Cowboys. I'll just love them. You like every other. Yeah, I don't want to say it. There's I stopped I liking them once Tony Romo took over, if that's any consolation. should have shouldn't have taken you that long because you're a front runner because they weren't winning Super Bowls anymore. I became a Ravens fan when the Ravens got here in '96. God, I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about this. I have a lot Who of. Who did thoughts you root for when you were a kid? Um, I didn't really have a team. I did root. Uh, I did root briefly for the Kansas City Chiefs because Joe I was, Montana went there. It was because I met Joe Montana at. Uh, oh, you told me this. Yeah, my 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 uncle was stationed in Germany. Right, he was in the Air Force, and Joe Montana came to the base, and so because of that, I became a Chiefs fan because it was the tail end of Joe Montana's career. I wasn't a 49ers fan, um, but after I met Joe Montana, I was like, oh, I'm a Joe Montana guy now because I I guess I convinced myself that we had a special re- – we were friends because I met Joe Montana at the uh, Air Force Base in Ramstein, Germany, or Ramstein. I, I actually don't know what the appropriate way to pronounce it is. Um, but uh, that's so I became a, a, a Kansas City Chiefs fan for a couple seasons, and I was actually quite pissed off. Like I, I've never gotten over it. Um, my father and I watched a Chiefs-Colts playoff game together uh, and the Colts, uh, with quarterback Jim Harbaugh, defeated the Chiefs before they ultimately lost to the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And, I remember that game. And I was, I was furious because my dad was pretend. I was, of course, a lifelong Chiefs fan at that moment. <laughs> had been for all of the six weeks since I had met Joe Montana. Um, I was a life. I was a. Ch- I was Mr. Chief, right? And my father, late in the game, when it was clear that the Colts were going to win. I started noticing that like he was he was a little bit less angry about it than I was mm-hmm. even perhaps a bit happy about it. And Did you call him a snake in the grass. I I don't remember what I said, but I was really mad about it, right? And he I I turned to him I'm like, "What the hell?" and he looked at me and he was just like, "I just can't root against the helmets." 
<laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is something. This is a deeper. There's a deeper problem here that I haven't really touched on. And then it that led to. I've told this story before. I didn't. I didn't see my father cry ever, except for at one point there was an event. Joe Airman spoke at his church. So Joe Grace Airman, Fellowship Church, not at Grace Fellowship. That's where I used to see Joe. Joe Airman. I'm sure. I mean, Joe Airman, by the way, is ubiquitous, and you know, like everybody's had Joe Airman in it. So my father's church hosted an event, like a men's event, and Joe Airman was the speaker. Joe Ehrman. Sorry. Joe Ehrman was the speaker. And Joe Ehrman looked out and said, you guys aren't going to believe who's here tonight. And he points out into the crowd, and he points out Lenny Moore. And Lenny Moore is in the crowd. And my father, of course, is now... Like, now my father's a fanboy. Like, now my father is acting... My father goes over and seeks out Lenny Moore. There's like a break in this event. Like after Joe Ehrman speaks, there's like go out and get your you know, coffee and donuts or whatever, and then we'll come back in and, and then we'll do something else. And I'm way too like this is an event that like someone my age should have never been at. Like I was asleep. I was literally th- this was not for me. This was at a church and it was like a like let's be men or whatever. Like I don't remember what the whole thing was, but I was asleep the entire time. <laughs> and my father seeks out Lenny Moore, like a fangirl, and goes up to him and says something to him. And all I remember is Lenny Moore said, uh, uh, here, I'd like to pray with you. And he puts his arm around my father like this, to, pr- and my father is crying. <laughs> like, my, I'm watching my old man cry that's cool like i think that's cool cry and i've talked about the story a lot because i've written about lenny moore a few times and how there has no never been a relationship between city and athlete that that replicates what lenny moore's relationship has been with this town and i've talked about that story a great deal because it was like the first moment in my life that i saw my father cry and i was like what because of a football play because i you know i couldn't possibly understand right i was way too young and you know, I I did not experience the Lenny Moore phenomenon at that point, but obviously I've had quite few, I mean, quite a few interactions with Lenny Moore since that time, and I completely understand it to this point. So, just for a little backstory here, my best friend when I was growing up was a Cowboys fan. He was a, and he played running back, and he wore number twenty two, which he's mm-hmm. the one who got me into the Cowboys. I watched. Yeah, if you're trying to get yourself out of being no, no, a front runner, no, no, you're no, not no, going. I'm, to. You're I'm, a front I'm running not, son of a bitch. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, but. So I did. Yeah, he you, was you, re- you also wanted to go see the Lakers. Real weird how this is working out. You're a Cowboys. Like, when do you admit you root for Notre Dame too? When do we get around to that part? Oh, I, had a, do, I had a Notre Dame. Of jacket course you did. Head. Of course you did, Paul. I am clearly not a front runner. I'm a Cowboys, fan. Lakers, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. You ever cheat on them? Yeah. Never. <laughs> you not, sure? Ne- you never had a moment? You never had a I'm dalliance? More, I'm more likely you to never, cheat on my wife than oh, I am to cheat on the I, Orioles. I'm sending that audio, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but so he's the reason I became a Cowboys fan. And then, so my dad is a doctor, and he worked 16, 17, 18-hour days my entire life. But on Sundays, he was off. Uh, and in the spring and summer, he'd play catch with me on Sundays. And in the in the fall, the Cowboys were on Fox. He'd watch against me. My mm. dad hated the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys were always on Fox because the Washington was on Fox. Th- this was the part that actually pissed me off. It's the reason that, that what fueled my Washington hate for a long time was that I would want to watch. There would be a good game mm-hmm. that would be on, at, like, a Cowboys 49ers. And instead, I'd flip on all Fox 45, and they would be like, and now your Sunday game of the week Redskins, Cardinals, but see, and is, no one on the planet wanted to watch that. 
It was. I thought they. It was Fox Five, and you had Fox Forty Five. So you had Fox Five. I, never, was, I didn't get Fox Five. So, so we had Fox Five. That was the red. That was the, the Washington, Washington Channel. The Washington yeah, right. Channel, and then you had Fox. 45. Fox Forty Five was always showing the Washington. So, games. but I remember watching a lot of Cowboys games with my dad, and for me, it was actually kind of fun because my maybe, dad. Maybe maybe we had Fox Five before before WBFF launched, and I don't remember what year that yeah. was. So that's part of the problem. Like you might thinking back on it, you might be right that we got Fox Five for a little while, mm-hmm. but I think it was before. Like at some point they launched WBFF. I just don't remember what year uh, but Fox, it was. That's been around for a long time. Longer, well, but it was during my life. Like yeah, it was, it, it, well, it was, yeah, it was in my childhood. But Bruce Cunningham, for example, has been with Fox Forty Five since nineteen ninety one. But I think he was there when they launched. Like yeah. I think he was an original at Fox Forty Five. So that would have been eight years old at that point. That's but my, the, my my dad hated the Cowboys, and for me, it was actually kind of fun. Because he and I would have a back and forth. If you can imagine a little kid yelling at well, his he dad. He should hate the Cowboys. He's a red-blooded American. Everybody. God, I learned something about you today, dog. Learn something about America's you. America's team for a reason, run, sir. Run By the way, you're also off a little bit on your math. Uh, 91 season, 92 Super Bowl was the first Cowboys Bills. 92 season, 93 it Super Bowl. It most certainly was, was not. That was Giants Bills. Oh, they just have it listed wrong. You're actually right. They have, it, they have it listed wrong. Hang on. Well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, 92 season, 93 Super Bowl, 93 season, 94 Super Bowl, yes, was Cowboys-Bills. You know what? You're right. They just have it listed the wrong way here. Uh, I feel so good. Um, I mean, I don't know what that does for you. <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> no, hard for yeah, you to right. say you're right. Yeah. Well, you are right. I'm giving over, you that, right. but you're still a front-running <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, tidbit was also brought to you by Live Casino Hotel. I'll be there tonight uh, as I will be putting in my first legal sports bet at uh, in the state of Maryland. Looking forward to doing that. I'm betting on. Oh, is, are Jeremy's picks up yet? We can make a dramatic uh, announcement about who I'm betting on. Where? Uh, let me go wander over to pressboxonline.com. Here we go. Jeremy Khan's picks are available, and oh, that son of a bitch didn't include it. We got to deal with this. <laughs> we got to deal with this right now. Uh this is how I was setting my entire day. Would you like me to call him on the studio? Kind of, but I think it'll be more fun to do it this way. I kind of think it'll be more fun to just call him like this. Let me see here. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, you, I, you, this is going through the microphone. You son of a bitch. You are a terrible, wretched human being, and you have ruined my week. I hope you know that. You were supposed to make a pick for the Belmont-Chattanooga game today. You told me you were going to make a Belmont-Chattanooga pick so I would know how to make my bets. Okay, well then, here's what I'll do. I'll set it up and I'll do it. What do you mean What do you mean? you'll set it up and you'll do it? How does that work? The games, the games are what, six tonight? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so i got time. All right. I just forgot about it. But you, you're supposed to post it on PressBox Online so people can play the home version of this game. Well, <laughs> He's very I'll, upset. I'll email Luke and I'll send it to him and make sure he adds it. All right. Let, let, let me know so that I know okay. when to, re- to check again, all right? No worries. I, 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 love, I love you. <laughs> I, I love you, and I'm sorry for being so angry. And then it hit me as soon as you started. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, buddy. Thank you, pal. Right, Appreciate you. you. I love that guy. Love him so much. All right, let's get uh, – anyway, as I was saying, li- I'm doing that tonight. I still don't know who I'm picking. I still don't know, but I'll find out shortly, thankfully. Uh, but I'll be at Live Casino Hotel to make a bet. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel sports be- book is now open at Live Casino Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. Tubular brought to you today by Window Nation. It's December. It's cold. Energy bills are going up, up, up. But Window Nation is here to help. 
for December only 20 or 50, sorry, 50, 20%, 50% off all, not, not seven minute man, or not eight minute abs, seven minute abs, seven minute abs. I quoted that yesterday. I'll uh, tell you that later. Cold weather has arrived. That means one thing, higher energy bills. But the good news is that Window Nation is here to help. For December only, 50% off all style windows and a house of windows for only $99 a month. Call Window Nation today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise tonight. No local hoops teams in action. It's, it's just a bummer. It's that time of year, finals week for some of these teams. But no local hoops in action. You can find all the college basketball by going to glennclarkradio.com. NBC Sports Washington for Capitals Blackhawks at 8 o'clock. TNT's got Kraken Ducks at 10. NBC Sports Washington Plus, Wizards Kings at 10. ESPN is Lakers Mavericks. That's good news for you over there. <laughs> Lakers boy, Mr. Frontrunner. I am not a Lakers fan. Checking in. How's Alabama football doing these days, huh? I hate Alabama. Really weird how that's worked out. 7.30 for that one on ESPN as they take on the Mavs. Clippers Jazz at 10. NBCSN is Arsenal. West Ham United at 2.55. TNT also has AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, Denzel Washington and Maggie Gyllenhaal are on uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. A package deal. They go together. They're everywhere together. Everybody knows that. Uh, it's also the 20th anniversary celebration of Lord of the Rings uh, on, the Steve, on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So they have different guests. I've never that's, seen an episode. That's going to be I, I for somebody else, not, never, never not seen for a, your boy. Never seen oh, no, I saw movies. one, the first one, when it came into theaters. It meant nothing to me, but I had a friend who my 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 a buddy, lady friend. No, my my one of my lifelong best friends, John Chambers. He and his family were gonna go, and he was like, "Dude, it's Lord of the Rings. It's a big deal. You gotta go." And I'm like, "All right, I don't I don't care." But it was an excuse to hang out, so I said, "But I mean, plus I believe his mom offered to pay for all the tickets." So I was nice. like, "Well then, I shall I shall go along." And it was three hours of them walking around doing nothing. And at the end of it, <laughs> the, the the short guy looks at his fat friend and he's like, hey, pal, glad to have you along for the ride. And I was like, that's it? That's the movie? <laughs> Everybody's like, well, they're setting up for the next one. I'm like, well, you can enjoy the next one because I will never watch another one of these films. I've never seen a second. And I have not. Uh, however long it's been, 25 years? Is that what you said? 20. 20, 20 years. 20 years? That's about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, so, uh, we we would have been high high school. No, we would have been a uh, freshman. He had come. I home was from, at high school. Everybody was come. He was home from college. We hadn't seen each other, and I remember the scenario quite well. He was like, "Well, I'm supposed to go to the movies with my family tonight." I'm like, "Well, I will go with you," because I was very excited about seeing my buddy Jim. Oh, the old self invite. I uh, know he invited me. He gotcha. did. He did. I, I was like, we were very, you understand, like very, like our families were close. Like gotcha. we, this was that type of friend. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck is on Jimmy Kimmel Live at eleven thirty-five. Uh, you have Young Rock tonight. Keenan, Mr. Mayor, and then uh, Pen- Penelope. Penelope. I'm Cruz. excited that Mr. Mayor is back. I tried giving the other comedies this week. American Auto. I took a look at that. Um, enjoyed it. The one last night, Grand Crew. Eh, seemed a little forced, but I, I'm willing to look at it again. I enjoy a good uh, television si- situational comedy. I'm a fan of a situational comedy. Mr. Mayor is a quality situational comedy. Do you enjoy comedy. Young Rock? No, I do not. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. I, 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 I didn't give it like a fair, fair chance. I looked at a little bit of it and said, not for me. Yeah. Um, Murders at Starved Rocks, episode three on HBO tonight, 8 o'clock. Hard Knocks in season in the Indianapolis Colts at 10. Um, and then Hawkeye on Disney Plus. Tonight. Very good. Uh, t- Tubular was also brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show. We're back next Tuesday night. We will be at Skipjacks on Bel Air Road in Overly. We will see you there for the final Tyus Bowser Show of the season. Brought to you by Pressbox, Great Eights Memorabilia, My Bookie, Window Depot Baltimore, WindowDepotBaltimore.com, and Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Duffy's Garage MD.com. 
Thanks today to Peter Moore from Virginia Tech by way of Calvert Hall. Thanks to Kenny Amatololo. Thanks to Drew Forrester. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. On the program tomorrow, former NFL quarterback Kelly Stouffer. He is calling Sunday's Ravens-Packers game for ESPN Radio. Also on the program tomorrow, of course, we'll make our picks. Ken Zalis joins us for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show. Stuff and things as well. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, ExxonMobil, KNS Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, Great Eights Memorabilia, Live Casino and Hotel. See you there tonight. Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Maryland Department of Transportation, Duffy's Garage in Baldwin, Window Depot, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, and my bookie. Go get the best of issue. It's available right now. Thanks to Paul Valley at Paul Valley the Third on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go nobody at all. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.